across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, birth suspended at Watford's private maternity ward, two people rescued from Hertfordshire house fire and increase in stalking in beds and hearts. BBC Three Counties Radio. Pregnant women say they've been left in limbo after discovering they won't be able to give birth at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. West Hart's NHS Trust say they took the decision to suspend births at the unit from next month following an inspection by the health watchdog, which raised concerns about about midwife staffing levels. More from Tony Fisher. The Trust admits it has an almost 25% shortage of midwives and their priority has to be the NHS. The Care Quality Commission, its claim, didn't recommend closing the private unit. Its report won't be published for another few weeks. The Trust says it'll be contacting the women who are due to give birth in the months following May the 1st to discuss arrangements. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight. Crews were called to Tudor Avenue just before half past midnight. Hearts Fire Service say two people and three dogs were rescued, with two other people escaping before they arrived. All four people were taken to hospital. EU leaders have agreed to triple the funding for search and rescue operations in the Mediterranean after an emergency summit in Brussels, prompted by the deaths of up to 800 migrants at the weekend. Britain has committed to sending three ships. Ed Miliband will use a speech on foreign policy this morning to suggest the deaths of migrants in the Med are in part a direct result of misjudgments made by David Cameron after the conflict in Libya. Mr Cameron, meanwhile, will promise that a Conservative government would deliver plans for English votes on English laws within 100 days of taking office. Nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the last five years. The figures have been obtained from the county's police forces, as Sophie Solaria explains. Police say the increase in numbers are partially due to the change in legislation two years ago. Both Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire police are now encouraging residents to report any suspicious activity to their local force as they are committed to tackling stalking and harassment crimes. Firefighters in Milton Keynes have again dealt with the suspected arson at the Blue Lagoon Nature Reserve in Bletchley, the fourth this week. The latest incident was yesterday afternoon at about 2.20. A French airline begins transatlantic flights out of London Luton Airport from today. Planes haven't flown to America from Luton since 2008. And Prince Charles and Prince Harry are attending events in Turkey to mark the 100th anniversary of the Gallipoli landings of the First World War. More than 140,000 soldiers were killed on both sides. In sport, England's cricketers are in a strong position after three days of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. 118 not out from Joe Root helped England to 373 for six. That's a lead of 74. The weather sunny this morning, cloudier this afternoon, but still feeling warm. A maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. That's why every Tom, Dick and Abdul wants to get here. I told you, man, this place is haunted. This place is haunted. <laughs> We're gaunted. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly, for that. Kelly just came out of the line. We're gaunted. <laughs> Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. The vibe is strong with this one. The first hour of the show. Welcome to the Secret Club. We don't know what we're going to call it yet. We're going to decide that next week when my mate Calf comes back. 
So we're still looking for suggestions. We'll run down what we've got later. The question for this hour and this hour only is... What have you got for free? What have you got for nothing? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll get to that in a minute. All the music today comes from records. Let's have one of the most morbid songs of all time ever. Betty, is that Jimmy's ring you're wearing? Gaunted. We're gaunted. Um, Elliot's in Bath. Morning, Elliot. Morning, you right? Yeah, I'm fine. What are you doing listening to us in Bath? What's your local BBC radio station there? Uh, it's, um, well, we have BBC Bristol and Somerset. We have two. OK, I'm sorry, so, to, he- I'm sorry to hear that. It's OK. They're not, they're, they're not brilliant, are they? They're not, well, I've, I've hardly ever listened. So, good, yeah. good. What have you got for How us, Elliot? You? Um, yeah, so basically, um, I started working on another mashup yesterday. I'm the guy off of. Oh, uh, yeah, this is Elliot! This is Mashup Elliot. Oh, hello, mate. I'm so sorry. Yes. No, don't apologise. It's fine. How are you? Um, uh, do you know what? I ate too much lamb yesterday. Oh, God. Yeah, lamb no. Lamb shanks are good. Yeah, there's a lamb, what, sorry? Lamb shanks. Lamb shanks. I had t- t- some lamb, and it was two days old, and I, I just think, Elliot, it might have turned. Not good? No, not good at all. Not good at all. Not good. What are you working on, Elliot? 
Um, oh, I've just finished something actually. Um, so you know the call with the guy who made the, the he was speaking to the nine 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 about the squirrel. Oh, do, do I know the call about the squirrel? You're you're. Oh, hang on, I've got to sort these. You're, you're referring to this guy. It's all kind of fun little squirrel today. Yeah, that fella. Yeah, yes, that's one. So I started working on well something for yesterday. I've just finished it. I was just wondering if you'd like a copy. Dude, can um, you email it over this morning? Of course. Email like it. Slash or MP3? What, we, we want an MP3. MP3, please. Send an MP3, yep, we'll worries. play it before seven. No worries, thank you. I'll get that done for you now. Uh, Elliot, listen, we love your stuff. I know, and you, you send these long, apologetic emails saying, oh, I hope I'm not... We love <laughs> it. Keep sending it, man. Oh, thank you. You're I a legend. I've, I've never done anything like it before, so it's sort of good experience for me as well. Elliot, it's nice to talk to you as well. Thanks for your time, um, mate. Ta-ta, bye-bye. He's a nice guy. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. We've got a new mashup coming. Yes. A new mashup. Uh, 08459 455 555. This is, this is turning into a nice little clubhouse. Mm, you see? Exclusive. Hey, now, let's go through the all-important pregnancy checklist. Pregnant? Yes. Place to have the baby? No. Oh. Well, this is the situation for some mums-to-be, some's mums-to-be in Watford's. Pregnant women are being told they can no longer give birth at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. Two reasons. One... West Hart's NHS Trust that the decision to suspend births following an inspection into the ward by the health watchdog. Two, there's a shortage of midwives. Kelly Betts has been looking into this. Not too deeply, I hope. <laughs> Kelly, what happened? <laughs> Some mothers-to-be are paid to give birth privately at Watford General Hospital, but say they're now in a panic-stricken limbo after finding out on Facebook that the private suite is closing right. and that they would have to give birth under the NHS. So the decision to suspend births was made by the hospital after a Care Quality Commission inspection and it affects any mothers due to give birth after the 1st of May. What are the mums-to-be saying? So Lauren Latner, who you'll speak to later on the programme, she's 36 weeks pregnant oh. with her second baby. Mm. She's due to give birth by a C-section on the 8th of May at... at, at you know, privately, but will now have to be seen under the NHS. She says she feels absolutely devastated, apprehensive, anxious and nervous. She's going to stay at the Watf at Watford and hope that she's fortunate enough to get the doctor that she paid for. Uh, she says, and I'm going to quote this, what am I going to do? It's a stressful time for me as it is and this has just added to that. So she started up a petition calling for West Hertfordshire Hospital to reverse the decision to close the unit. And at last I checked, there was uh, 215 people that had signed it. Uh, OK. Uh, what, uh, I'm, um, I'm assuming they'll get their money back that they yeah, paid yeah. for. Yeah, I think they already have. Well, they can either go... I, I, I'm, we'll ask later on. I'm, mm. I'm slightly perplexed. Uh, they can either go private elsewhere or, I don't know, go NHS. Yeah. We had our babies NHS and everything was okay. Uh, the hospital, what does they what do they say? So you'll be speaking to the trust later on in the program. I look forward but to it, mate. In short, they blame a shortage of midwives. They say that they have 200 midwives across the whole department, and that's including the private wing, and those that need to fill they need to fill 40 vacancies basically. Right. Um, so they are almost 25% short on their full quota of midwives, and it is this that the, this is the reason that they have I'm taken the decision. I can listen without looking. Can you? What? What am I saying now then? Huh? 
in the... Shall I read the statement? Go on, read, read some of the so statement, yeah. Yeah. So we've been sent a statement by the chief nurse, Professor Tracy Carter. She yep. says, it's quite long, so I'll just do a little, a little bit. Uh, Women who are due to give birth up until the 1st of May 2015 will be able to use the private service. After that time, they will be offered the opportunity to give birth with us as an NHS patient or as a private patient at another hospital, which is what you mentioned. We are in the process of contacting the women who are due to give birth in the months following 1st of May to discuss the above arrangements with them um, and they will refund any any payments that they have made to the hospital. They also apologise for any inconvenience caused as a result. Okay. Um, well, Alyssa, if you've paid for a service, you want to get that service. And I know that, of course, having a child is a very stressful uh, time. 08459 455 555. Oh, I love the fact I'm playing Real to Real by... Uh, I love on the radio. This has probably never been played on the radio. Singing cowboy, got a lasso in your hand. Will you ever understand it's a, it's a do or die, boy? I say your life is up to you. So when you say goodbye, don't you cry. Look out, kid, I'm coming after you. Singing cowboy, got a gun around your waist. Wanna shoot a little taste at me and my boy well what's gotten into you you're gonna shoot me through i'm gonna follow you look out kid i'm coming after you you oh. Counties Radio. Between six and seven, we ask a secret question that doesn't get mentioned after seven. The question today, and JD is taking it to the streets, what have you had for free? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the 
M25, there's a lane closed anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 18 for Chorleywood because of an accident involving a lorry and there's repair work and emergency uh, repairs going on there at the moment. On the M25 clockwise, there's a lane closed at the exit slip road at Junction 25 for Enfield because the lorry's broken down. And looking at the speed sensors, in Buckingham and London Road, it's moving fine through the roadworks at the total roundabout, but expect delays, later, delays there later on. And on the CCTV cameras, it is looking quite foggy, so visibility could be more difficult this morning. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.16, it's uh, <laughs> Friday the 24th of April, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Pregnant women say they've been left in limbo after a decision to suspend births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight and nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the past five years, according to figures from Matt Lockwood's diary. BBC Three Counties Radio. Friday, June the 5th is the first ever BBC Music Day, aiming to bring people together across the UK through their love of music. As part of the day, we're searching for local unsung heroes. Do you know someone who's giving a big musical contribution to their community? From supporting young musicians to leading a choir, anyone who's making a lasting difference in your area through music could be one of the five heroes chosen to receive a VIP invite to a major BBC Music event. Nominations for the BBC Music Day Local Unsung Heroes close at 11.59 tonight. To find out more, search online for BBC Music Day. Winter's day in a deep and dark December. I am alone, gazing from my window to the streets below on a freshly fallen silent shroud of snow. Friendship causes pain It's laughter and it's loving I disdain Dick and Abdul wants to get here. I have my books and my poetry 
my womb I touch no one and no one touches me So we discovered last they're not funny. Feels no pain and an island never cries. Imagine a crying island. <sighs> I've seen a crying cactus. Let's just let that settle. So oh shit. Hang on a minute. Katya, be with me. Uh, be with me, hang on. Hang on a minute. Let me stop this. Yeah. Hang on, Katya. Yeah? Hang on, I'm just trying to stop the record playing. Hang on. I think we... This, hmm. I can't stop it. I think this is the last track, so we might just have to get through it, because okay. I can't seem to stop the record player. Okay. You all right, Katya? Yeah. Bear with me, bear with me. Oh, no, hang on, I can just do this, can't I? Sorry, it's a record, I can just lift the arm up. What am I thinking? Silly me. Katia! Wagwan, Ian. Uh, Wagwan, Katia, Wagwan. Mm. I've got suggestions for the naming of the hour. OK. Uh, the, the what? Naming of the hour. OK, it's not what you say. So what have you received for free? I'll tell you why, Katia. You may remember, earlier in the week, yes. we were talking about, you know you at Pret-a-Manger? Yes. If they fancy you... Yes. ..they give you free stuff. Mm-hmm. Guess who went into Pret-a-Manger yesterday and got free stuff? Kelly. Guess again. Uh, um, Matt. Matt. No, guess, guess one more time. Jamie Guess. It was this guy. I did. I went in there. What? I was enjoying some bants with the girls behind the counter. Yeah. Um, and the woman said, do you know what? I'm going to give you your coffee for free. And I went... Boom, shakalak! I waved the wedding ring in the face just so that she knew. Um, and I said, it comes off with butter. No, sorry, the ring. And uh, so I got a free cough, Katia. Oh, well done. So what have you received for free? An ex extension for my travelling to London on the uh, East Coast train. I... You got a free extension, not to the house, but to the travelling to London. Yes, I did, indeed. Oh, that's fantastic news. On Monday, yeah. People, uh, hundreds, of, uh, also, Aldi are giving free, hundreds of line-up, ten hours for new Aldi's freebies. Can you believe it? No, I can't. Imagine queuing up outside Aldi's. No, I can't do that. No, imagine <laughs> it. Imagine it. Okay, yeah. Imagine it. Mm. Okay, thanks for calling, Katia. No, no. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, this is a serious one. Nearly 15,000 people across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire have been stalked or harassed in the last five years. 15,000! That's an incredible figure. Uh, and these figures, given to us by our local police forces, are growing. The crime survey for England and Wales show stalking affects one in six women and one in 12 men. Uh, I mean, those figures are incredible, aren't they? Rachel Griffin is the uh, director of the Susie Lamplew Trust and joins me. I, I, I'm genuinely shocked. But one in six women and one in 12 men are affected by stalking. Are you surprised by that? Um, sadly not, no. Um, we run the National Stalking Helpline, which we set up with um, two other charities in 2010. And since then, we've supported well over 10,000 victims. Um, we also know that about 40% of the people that call the helpline still can't get through because of um, limited capacity on the helpline. 
So we just know that it's a much, much bigger problem than we often think. Well, yeah, we tried to call um, a couple of helplines yesterday to try and get someone to talk, and, and there was no answer. That's just because of, the, you know, the, 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 there are huge demands. Yes, that's absolutely right. I mean, um, on the National Stalking Helpline specifically, we always say do keep, do hang on um, and uh, you will get through eventually or do email us because we will always be able to guarantee an answer to an email. Now, what, what, I'm assuming stalking is um, a kind of, it, it covers lots of different things, you know, what, what, how could it affect people? What, what, what might stalking actually be? So that's, that's really important to say that, um, that stalking can um, encompass all manner of different kinds of behaviours. Uh, what's important about stalking, though, is that it's repeated, unwanted contact from somebody. Um, and that could be anything from text messages, um, following somebody physically, sending letters, sending unwanted gifts. The thing is that when you're getting, for example, 100 text messages a day from somebody, mm. um, that really can have a devastating effect on people's lives. Um, and in the worst cases, it can actually um, be very, very dangerous. In fact, there are some very... Um, disturbing the high-profile cases of people who've been killed by their stalkers. I suppose that we're all so accessible nowadays with, uh, you know, with uh, texts and emails and Facebook and Twitter that um, it just makes it easier to do. And I would kind of imagine as well that sometimes those people doing the stalking may not realise that actually what they're doing is inappropriate and is making the other person feel uncomfortable. To put it mildly. I think that's a really important point, yes. So the film that we've released um, this Stalking Awareness Week um, called Is It Stalking, which you can see on our website or on YouTube, um, really depicts the kind of behaviours that, that a victim of stalking can, uh, can experience. Now, partly we've done that to say to victims of stalking, if you're feeling like this, if this is, if this is what happens to you, it is stalking. But it's also the other message is to anybody who may be carrying out that behaviour, just kind of it's a bit of a sense check to say, if this is what you're doing... This is stalking. No, but she, but no, but she wants me, Rachel. She doesn't know that. She doesn't know it. But we're meant to be together. That you can't get through that kind of mentality, can you? Yeah, and that when you get to that level, I think when you get to that level of mentality, when you get to that level of, of obsessive fixation, um, uh, then what we actually need is something much more, uh, much more serious in terms of an intervention. And that's where we are still concerned that um, it's really important to encourage victims to come forward, but also to encourage the police to really take this seriously when it when it does happen, and not to dismiss it as you know, oh, it's just harassment or come back when he does something more serious. How um, uh, uh, do the police take it seriously? Because I've had a few instances of stalking and um, uh, one time they handled it brilliantly. Uh, a couple of the others, I've had it loads actually. I mean, obviously doing this job, you get nut jobs. Mm. But um, a couple of times, the one time, right, Rachel, I was getting death threats sent to me on email. So now I'm going to shoot you and all this stuff like this. And the police went, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. They, they said, just look out for any unusual behaviour. I said, what, do you mean like someone pulling out a gun? They said, yeah, if that happens, give us a call. So sometimes they don't seem to take it that seriously. I would say it's getting better. Right, OK. This was a better, few years ago, yeah. It's getting better slowly. Um, um, often I'll talk to groups of police officers and someone will come up to me at the end of the group and say, oh, that would never happen in our force. Um, you know, I work in, the, for example, the specialist domestic abuse team and we've got really good um, procedures in place for victims of stalking. What I'm really concerned about is that the police officer or the um, civilian officer who takes the first report from somebody who phones up do they really understand stalking? Do they really understand mm. that actually, um, you know, the, if you look at, for example, the Jill Dando case where somebody is being pursued, um, it cannot, it, you know, often those, those threats will be, will be carried out. 
Um, are they really risk trained and risk aware? Risk aware, so that everything, every reporter stalking is taken seriously. Uh, and do you know this figure of one in twelve men? Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a bit higher. But the men don't realise that they're being stalking, or they're being stalked, or they don't want to. Um... It, it, it could be quite emasculating to say, look, I've got this, this, this person, this woman or this bloke, and they will not leave me alone, and it's making me feel absolutely rubbish. Yes, and, you know, one of the things we've pointed out this week is that jokes about stalking really aren't funny. Um, you know, so responses such as, oh, well, you're no one till you've had your first stalker, or lucky you, you've got a stalker, really, really unhelpful, and I think people are afraid to come forward. I think the thing to, the reason why the, there is such a disparity, I think, between um, the, the incidents of stalking experienced by men and women is because 50, uh, nearly sort of 50% of the people we talk to um, who, are being, who are female um, stalking victims are being stalked by an ex-partner. Right. And so where you have the domestic violence element in there, um, that really does skew the numbers. Uh, it's always good to talk to you, Rachel. I appreciate your time. The National Stalking Helpline, I'm, I'm sure people can Google it, but do you have the number to hand in I case do, they, they want to give it a call? It's 0808. 802-0300. That's brilliant. Thanks a lot for your time, Rachel. I appreciate it. Rachel Griffin, director of the Susie Lamplute Trust. Um, if you want to give us, us a call about that, 08459 Freebies. What freebies have you had, dear listener? I got free coffee in Pret yesterday. I know, I couldn't believe it. I'm the man. Sorry? Beautiful. Thank you, I am, yes. That's what she said as well, isn't it? Um, I think I, I scared them, though. And the thing is, they didn't know I was a celebrity. I had my hat on. Your ordinary guy hat on. I, had my ordinary guy, I was just an ordinary guy. So they weren't going, hey, we'll get, we'll get free mentions on um, whatever brilliant uh, radio show he'll be doing in, 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 uh, in September. Uh, uh, they just gave it to me because I was a nice guy and they thought I was cute. But in terms of celebrities, um, though, you're kind of... Sorry? In terms Where's of... this sentence going, mate? You just want to think very carefully how this sentence ends. Mm. Continue. In terms of celebrities, or do you want to uh, 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 re- do you want to reverse from this cul-de-sac? Let's reverse from make, the cul-de-sac. Make the reversing noise. Beep, beep, beep. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's really busy anti-clockwise because of an accident between Junction 19 for Watford and 18 for Chorleywood. Well, the lanes have just reopened, but it's still looking really slow. And clockwise, it's just reopened at the exit slip road for Junction 25 for Enfield after a lorry broke down. In Neeston, on the North Circular Road, there are queues starting to build up between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Wembley. And in Milton Keynes, on the A421 standing way, it's still looking quiet around the roadworks at the Kingston roundabout, but I expect delays there later on. On the train departure boards, the 6.54 train from Luton to Beckenham Junction has been cancelled and the 6.55 train from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Pregnant women say they've been left in limbo after a decision to suspend births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. It follows an inspection by the health watchdog, which raised concerns about midwife staffing levels. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight. And Ed Miliband is set to blame David Cameron for the migrant crisis in a speech today. He'll accuse the Prime Minister of misjudgments about what to do in Libya after Colonel Gaddafi was overthrown. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
England's cricketers are in a strong position after three days of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. 118 not out from Joe Root helped England to 373 for six. That's a lead of 74. It's the penultimate weekend of the Football League season with our five teams all chasing promotion with two games to play. Championship leaders Watford go to Brighton tomorrow with a 12-15 kick-off. In League One, MK Dons are a point behind second-place Preston ahead of the trip to Rochdale. Manager Carl Robinson expects to be kept updated on Preston versus Swindon. I think it'll be hard not to know, will it? Because how can you not? I'm telling you now, some fan will be stuck behind me going, Preston are winning. I don't want to know. <laughs> and that's the way it is. You're going to have that. And I think it's... It's inevitable. And I think if Swindon scored, you think our fans may celebrate? In League Two, third-placed Wickham can take a big step towards automatic promotion if they beat Morecambe at Adams Park. His manager, Gareth Ainsworth. Things are still in our hands, which is fantastic with two games to go. And uh, there's all sorts of connotations and calculations that I'm sure everybody's done, and uh, me included, you know. I'm, I'm human, so you look at everything. But um, it is all about what we do. Luton can do Wickham a favour as well as maintain their own playoff challenge with victory at Southend. Manager John Still will keep across how rivals Plymouth are faring. I think to, to a certain extent it, it can help you if hypothetically if a team that's right close to you are 3-0 down or something, mm. you'd think you know a point is a fantastic result. And Stevenage will confirm a playoff place with victory at home to Carlisle. And in rugby, Bedford have signed Scotland under-20s hooker Sam James from the Wasps Academy. The Blues have also given new contracts to seven existing players. Bedford hosts Nottingham tomorrow. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts Just the right box. number. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, welcome. Still coming up with uh, the name for the first hour. We've had more phone calls this week in the first hour than we've ever had, or the last couple of weeks. So the, the, the names we've got so far, our hour. That's uh, my one. That was your one. And it's it's still in the running, although I'll be yes. honest. Thanks, guys. It's unlikely that it's, uh, it's going to be used. There's also ragging around... Uh, there's the hairy hour. I don't like that one. The no. power hour. That's like um, that's that Nigerian Christian channel, isn't it? The, the power hour, isn't it? Is it? 60 minutes of mystery and mayhem. The yappy hour. Sarah. For me, it's between the Doris Stokes hour, the yappy hour, ragging around. Mm. Um, so we'll, we'll come up with the, we'll, the final title, the final <laughs> next week. <laughs> Elliot's in Bath. Morning, Elliot. You're back on. Morning. You now, right? Elliot is the mash-up master. He's our equivalent of, let me think of a superstar DJ, Pete, Peter Tong. Yeah. You're a bit like Peter Tong. Peter Tong, who's playing at the Proms. There's really? a there's a Ferrari, um, <laughs> and it's all gone very macabre because Peter Tong is playing at the Proms. Wow. The Daily Mail is furious. The Daily Mail is furious. How dare! But they always have a silly one at the Proms. Well, I went. To, yeah. I went to the uh, ukulele orchestra uh, playing at the Proms a couple of years ago. Brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. Kiss that. Now you've done. Um, I've got. I've got two mashups here, Kelly. Is that correct? You have one, but um, you also have just the extra bit that is so good. Okay. Well, I'll flip it again. Elliot, I'm going to play it. Do you want to just tell us for all those young, um, young wannabe mashups, what your inspiration was? Uh, sure. So basically, I heard the show on Wednesday, uh, which is obviously when it was originally aired. Yeah. Um, and I listened back on iPlayer because I had to uh, I had to go out in the morning. I listened back and oh. I was like, Oh no! I, I listened to later thought, and then rude. I had to. Uh, yeah, I apologise. Yeah. Uh, so 
and it's in the five play, and I heard the call, and I was like, I'm sure, like, because I, well, basically how it works is I hear something on your show, and I, <clears throat> sorry, and I think I'm sure this could go well, <clears throat> sorry, well with a particular song. Yeah. So I basically cut the call out of your show, yeah. listened back to it a couple of times just to figure out where I wanted everything to go. Yeah. Um, I found an instrumental, in this case, Sam Smith, which I used. Oh, uh, you'll see why in a bit. Oh, yeah. um, and basically, it, this one didn't take me as long as the other ones, I think because mainly the um, the call was all in one place, whereas yeah, the yeah. other ones I've sent you, I've taken bits from various shows and you know, that, that takes time collecting. Elliot, sh- should we dive in and have a listen? Sure. Here we go. some of that. Elliot! Yes? You are the show's official mashupper. I like that title. It's I'll yours, Elliot, it. and one day, one day, when I'm when I'm rich, I'm going to send you a crown, but don't, you know... Oh, thank you. Elliot, good to talk to you, mate. And, and have a good weekend. Thank you very much. What a nice guy. You, you see, Matt? Sorry? Harley Cassette boy, is he? Urban uh, references. Hey, get Delia up. I want to play What's the Story Morning Glory. I've got a good one. Oh, this is too fast, but it sounds good, isn't it? When Let's try again, shall we? Thank you. 
It's just moving by itself. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. It's a great hole. I think it's just gone politically correct. You must be joking. I do it in the head. <laughs> Good morning, sir. It's okay for Shakalaka indeed. Uh, what have you had for free? Dave, morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm feeling good after I got my free cough yesterday. What have you had for free, boss? Two bottles of wine, both perfumes, myself and my wife. Oh, how come? I work for a Spanish wine company, and just before Christmas, um, they just said, right, what's your perfume? And they gave me one each for me and my wife. Hang on, pro- what, what, what? So, like, proper old vintage wine? 1955 and 1959, giving away ages. Hey, blimey, that's going to... That's, uh... That, that'll cost... That's worth a fortune, isn't it? Um, yes and no. Depends oh. how you look at it. Did you drink yes, it? Yes, it's expensive you can get a hold of it. No, it's a wonderful gift that will never be replaced. Oh, Dave, that's nice, isn't it? Thank Dave, thank you for that. We've got a text on this as well, have we? We have. A few years ago, it says, I was about to get on a train carriage full of drunken football fans and a police officer told me to sit in the adjacent first-class carriage for free. Oh! For free, he says! He told me to tell the ticket checker that the police said it was OK. I felt like a king. Paul from Manchester. Big up yourself, Paul. Big up yourself. Rob's in Bletchley. Morning, Rob. Morning there. What you got, How fella? Are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing. I ate too much lamb yesterday, and I Ooh. think my bum is going to feel it later. Uh, I hope you did. The lamb didn't come from Scotland. Why? It's toxic. Tox. Hang on. Scottish lamb is toxic. Yes. What? How have I never heard this before? Well, I'll give you a surprise. You've given me a right old. So I think you've given Scotland a surprise, Rob. You, you only eat Welsh lamb, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Okay, Rob, what have you got for us on this beautiful morn? Well, I, I get up uh, every morning around about uh, six quarter past six. Good for you. Just to listen to your show. That's what I'm talking about, Rob. What you are part. Listen, if we were to get um, little membership cards printed up. Oh, I'll have one, please. OK. You, you might have to pop into the into uh, the BBC Three Counties Radio and collect them. Oh, that, that, that could be arranged, yeah, yes. Oh, really? In that, I, I, I think I might do it next week. 
Okay, sir. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, fella. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. This is the mono version. I mean nothing to you guys. The mono version of the birds, the bees and the monkeys. This record cost $600. Oh. to Dealey in a bit. What have you had for free? 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there was an accident earlier anti-clockwise between Junction 8, 18 for Chorleywood, which is causing delays all the way from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to Junction 18 for Chorleywood, although it's all open again. In Boreham Wood, on the A1 southbound, it's slow from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner. And in Mill Hill, it's still looking quiet on Watford Way southbound uh, through as well. It's looking a little slow, sorry, through the Apex Corner to the Mill Hill Circus, but not too busy. In Bishop Stortford on Spellbrook, there's some temporary traffic lights at Spellbrook Lane east and on the train departure boards the 654 train from Luton to Beckenham Junction has been cancelled and the 655 train from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston is delayed Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you very much indeed Sammy 6.47 Friday the 24th of uh, April I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Pregnant women say they've been left in limbo after a decision to suspend births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight and nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the last five years. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. Some mist and fog patches out there at the moment. They should clear nice and quickly and try and enjoy the sunshine today because it could be the last day for a while when we get the sunshine and the warmth together. Um, things are going to change over the weekend and into next week. But today, sunny spells, cloud thickening as we head towards the end of the day. But until then, we've got a southwesterly wind, so we've lost that chilly easterly. And I think we'll see highs comfortably up to 17 or 18 degrees. Some spots could even get a bit higher than that, 64 in Fahrenheit. It's a really pretty nice day. Overnight tonight, lots of cloud, a few spots of rain, a very mild night to come, temperatures not really dropping out of double figures. Tomorrow's not looking too bad either. It depends really what happens into the afternoon uh, because we will see a lot of dry weather through the morning, quite a bit in the way of cloud, but some sunny spells at times and certainly still mild. But we may well get some heavy thundery showers developing a bit later on through the day. Probably quite wet on Saturday night into Sunday. And then Sunday morning, it looks like we could see quite a lot of rain around at times. If you're running or watching the London Marathon, this is, of course, something to bear in mind, but do keep checking the forecast because it does keep changing every so often. Uh, but some rain around certainly on Sunday. And then as we head into next week, it's looking cooler and more showery. That's the forecast, Ian. With the season very nearly over, there's still plenty to play for. And MK Dons get their third goal. This game's over. Tomorrow, we'll bring you an extended three-county sport. Watford travel to Brighton for the early kickoff, knowing a win will keep them top of the championship. And he's falling in! What a goal by Craig Cathcart! Then at three, we'll bring you MK Dons, Luton, Stevenage and Wickham as they all chase promotion. Goal number three for the Hatters. It's forced in! It's there! Wickham Wanderers 2! Exeter City 1! Tomorrow from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Justin <laughs> Dealey. Yeah. <laughs> Loving a bit of Wilson Pickett. Oh, fantastic. Great first hour again Is today, it, mate? boss. I mean, come it, on. It, it, I'm missing my mate, and when she comes back, it's going to get even greater. But <laughs> the clubhouse is a rocking and indeed a rolling. Yeah. Stay there, Justin. Laura's in Bedford. Good morning, Laura. Oh, can I speak to Justin? Sorry? He's a, he's a, he's a legend. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I used to work with Ali G, mate. What's your beef? Wagwan. <laughs> Laura, you can speak to Justin. Go on, I'm, I'm, I'm sending some pictures to eBay. Go. Laura, how are you? Hello. Oh, I saw you um, on Facebook with the with the white suit on when you went to see the man with the, that was burping. Oh yes, that the man was... with the uh, the world's loudest burp. That that video oh. was on our Facebook page. What a guy! What a talent, Laura. <laughs> what a talent! I'm impressed. Do you know anybody? Do, that. <laughs> do you know anybody who can get anywhere near that? No, nowhere near that. That is that is impressive. I mean, here, here's a question. I mean, obviously, people go and check out the video, but um, I think we can say this as it's the first hour. Um, do uh, do ladies a bit like you? Um, do you make noises like that <laughs> occasionally? Sure, no lady. <laughs> of course. Oh yes. It's, it, it, people think we don't, but we do. Really. Yeah, you're a classy girl. <laughs> classy girl, Laura. What do you want, Laura? <laughs> what do I want? What do I really want? I always speak to Justin. I also wanted to say a couple of other things. One yes. was about. <laughs> One was about um, oh things we get for free. Oh yeah, go on. My husband went to Nando's with my two boys. Yeah, I yeah. was um, I had to stay at home do some work, and um, they uh, my husband. Um, the chef came out and he was giving him extra side dishes oh. free and everything and he was standing there while Mark was sampling them. It was um, we, we decided they must have thought he was a secret shopper or something. Oh, blimey. Or maybe they fancied him. Is he a good-looking fellow, your bloke? Yes, of course he is. He's lovely. There we go, you see. Well, that's worked out well. Or, or is it because, like, man on their own with two boys, they feel a bit sorry for him? Oh, like, I never get... Ten dad. I never get, get that? that sympathy, no! <laughs> never! <laughs> Weekend, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's, so the other thing was... Yes, I, I really want to join your six o'clock club. You're in? Yeah, I really want to do but the pro but problem is I can't get out because my boys are asleep to, like, come and pick up a membership Well, no, the thing is you won't have to pick... It. No, 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 look, Laura. You're all right. Maybe we need an intelligence test here. You don't need... You don't... The, what, the, what I'm thinking of doing, and just bear with me, is I'm going to get 100 cards printed up. I'm going to number them personally... And then leave them okay. on reception. Don't tell Jan. And then people okay. can come and collect them any time during okay. the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. I, oh, my husband said you've got to come and collect them between six and seven. I don't like the sound <laughs> of you. I can see why you're so desperate to cling on to Justin Dealey. Your husband sounds like a ripe plum. <laughs> Laura, good to talk to you. Thank you very much, Justin. <laughs> Boss, I've got a question. Yes, sir. And hopefully we, we can get this answered. Oh. As you're talking about Nando's, yeah. uh, the Nando's gold card. Yes, sir. I've heard about these. Do they actually exist? Has anybody got one? It, um, it's not for me to say. Come on, have you got one? I, I, I thought the Nando's cards were black. Well, hmm, maybe it's a black card then. Yeah, I... I I had a black card, yeah. You did? Yeah. So, so you, you could walk into any Nando's in the UK yeah. and get anything you wanted for free? Well, I say that. Mine only had a £25 on it. <laughs> so, but I did. How did you get one? Come on, open I, up. I used to be somebody, dude. Well, you still are. Nah. Can't you go and get one again? The reason we're talking about free stuff, I got a free cough yesterday because this is the new Pret thing where if they fancy you, they give you free stuff. <laughs> also, the story today, and we've got brilliant what's the story, which we might have to do after seven. Hundreds of shoppers queued overnight for up to ten hours for the chance to win prizes at a new supermarket. The supermarket, Aldi. <sighs> Why don't you queue up overnight <sighs> to get something from... Aldi. Goodness me, Desperados. Desperado, why do you do what you do to me so hard, Desperado? <laughs>
Desperado. Very good. Hey, mate. Yeah. You know that this, um, you know that BBC Three Counties Radio, you know, um, yeah. you know that it's gaunted, don't you? What do you mean, gaunted? Well, every now and then, from nowhere... That's why every Tom, Dick and Abdul wants to get here. Oh. So you have heard it, then. You can back no, me up on I'll this one. Back you up the on ghost of John Gaunt. Yeah, it's the ghost of John Gaunt is alive and well. Uh, Justin, you've taken this to the streets. Of course, that's what you do. Yep, absolutely. Um, what have you got for free? I have to say, such a variety of answers here. Some people really opening up. This is what I like about this first hour. <laughs> on the streets, you get people who have got characters, and they're prepared to say absolutely anything, bearing in mind that's going to go on the radio. Yeah. I think guy number three is my personal favourite. Uh, here's what happened on the streets this morning. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Madam, what have you got for free? My love. My love is free for everybody. Do you know what? Come here, give me a big cuddle, you. <laughs> oh, wow. What have you ever got for free? Chocolate. Chocolate? Chocolate, yeah. Who from? My mum. What have you ever got for free? What's the best thing you've got for free? Sex. Can't hear that, can I, I suppose? <laughs> wow. If it was free, it was free, I suppose. It was, it was free, yeah. yeah. I had to pay for it a few times, though, but uh, there you go. Morning, boss, how are you? You're running through the streets. Who are you running from? I'm going to college, boss. Oh, right, OK, very quickly. What have you ever got for free? What have I ever gotten for free? Mm. Oh, that's a Bible. A Bible. Wow. So, how tall are you? Seven foot. Sheesh. Seven foot. I feel like um. You are. I feel like a very small person next to you. Yeah. Um. What's the best thing you've ever got for free? For free. Uh, a car. Whoa, a seven-foot man in a car? Is that legal? I think that was uh, extortion. Well, uh, that, 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 that's why he got that car for free. Oh. A seven-foot Italian man roaming the streets this morning. Do not mess. Justin, uh, you've been on fire this week. Uh, we will Don't let's not mention this again after seven. I've got mm. a great what's the story for later on. OK. Before I let you go, can I just say one thing? Yep. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much indeed, Justin. Speak to you in a bit. 08459 four double five five double five. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M1 towards London through Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead and on the M25 anti-clockwise it's looking very slow around Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford but the accident earlier anti-clockwise around Junction 18 for Chorleywood has now, it's, it's all open again and it's starting to ease off now on the speed sensors but looking at the CCTV cameras it is looking quite foggy, particularly on the M40 this morning, so visibility could be an issue and in Mill Hill on the A1 Watford way, that's looking really slow southbound now from the apex corner towards the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much, Sammy. We'll decide on a name for this hour next week. Then we'll get some cards printed up. We're going to leave them at reception. You can come and collect them during office hours, OK? And I've just I've worked something out of my head. OK. That's it. We go back to doing a boring show now. I say boring, I mean... Oh, Kelly, what did you get for free? Tyres. I see. Three, two... The clubhouse is closed. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines birth suspended at private maternity ward in Watford. Two rescued from Hertfordshire house fire and increase in stalking in beds and hearts. BBC Three Counties Radio. Pregnant women say they've been left in limbo after discovering they won't be able to give birth at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. West Hart's NHS Trust say they took the decision to suspend births at the unit from next month following an inspection by the health watchdog, which raised concerns about midwife staffing levels. More from Tony Fisher. The Trust admits it has an almost 25% shortage of midwives and their priority has to be the NHS. The Care Quality Commission, its claim, didn't recommend closing the private unit. Its report won't be published for another few weeks. The Trust says it'll be contacting the women who are due to give birth in the months following May the 1st to discuss arrangements. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight. Crews were called to Tudor Avenue just before half past midnight. Hearts Fire Service say two people and three dogs were rescued, with two other people escaping before they arrived. All four people were taken to hospital. EU leaders have agreed to triple funding for search and rescue operations in the Mediterranean to try to end what they called the tragedy of migrants dying at sea. The Labour leader Ed Miliband will today suggests that David Cameron shares some of the blame for the deaths. He will argue they were in part a direct result of the Prime Minister's misjudgments about what to do in Libya after Colonel Gaddafi was overthrown. Tory sources have described his remarks as shameful and provocative. Nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the last five years. The figures have been obtained from the county's police forces, as Sophie Solaria explains. Police say the increase in numbers are partially due to the change in legislation two years ago. Both Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire police are now encouraging residents to report any suspicious activity to their local force as they are committed to tackling stalking and harassment crimes. Firefighters in Milton Keynes have again dealt with a suspected arson at the Blue Lagoon Nature Reserve in Bletchley, the fourth this week. The latest incident was yesterday afternoon at about 2.20. A French airline begins transatlantic flights out of London Luton Airport from today. Planes haven't flown to America from Luton since 2008. Prince Charles and Prince Harry are attending events in Turkey to mark the 100th anniversary of the Gallipoli landings of the First World War. More than 140,000 soldiers were killed on both sides. Lynn, Edmund, Lynn Edmonds' grandfather fought at Gallipoli. Many people in Britain are quite surprised to hear that I think it's something like over 400,000 men from Britain took part, whereas it's really well known in Australia and New Zealand and, of course, Turkey, but a much lesser extent in Britain in France as well, people from India fought there and all these other countries are largely forgotten. In sport, England's cricketers are in a strong position after three days of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. 118 not out from Joe Root helped England to 373 for six. That's a lead of 74. The weather sunny this morning, cloudier this afternoon, but still feeling warm. A maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. So we're talking about um, pregnant ladies and how they can't go have their births privately at Watford Hospital. And our next guest, so selfish. She won't come on this morning. She won't come on this morning. Do you know why? She only had a baby last night. Oh, baby! Little baby! Well, congratulations, you. Like, you care what I say. Your life just changed forever. 
If you want to come on and pretend you're a pregnant lady, we've got to fill the next 11 minutes somehow. What do you do to stay looking young? Well, um, this morning, our... Um, 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 well, they're going to run a feature that involves... Um, 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 well, you know this morning has got a little bit um, um, naughty recently. They're going to run a feature on, on facial creams. And by cream, I mean... Um, um, cream. Yeah. How far do you go to stay looking young? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We've also got a uh, What's the Story Morning Glory. Busy first out. If you've just tuned in, guys, <laughs> everybody who listens to the first hour is laughing at you guys that just tune in now because you've missed... Well, I'd, mm, I don't want to say what you've missed, but you've, um, mm, uh, uh, you've missed a lot, to put it mildly. 08459 455 555. I have to tread so carefully around this story. Page three of The Sun. Are we going to do a two-way or do you not fancy it? Yeah, we can do it. But I don't, it's up to you. You're producing. Yeah, let's do it. D- just this... I want to... What's that whining? Matt. Oh, yeah. Um, d- d- how Wait a f- minute. That's not me. Th- that's that noise again. How far do you go to look young? Because there's all these, these creams and potions that you buy, right? What do you do to look so young, Matt? Oh, I moisturise with uh, a certain moisturiser. Is it the same certain moisturiser that... I'm talking now. Is it the same certain moisturiser that Philip Schofield's going to be using on um, this morning? Have you read this story? No. I have to tread carefully. <laughs> Coming up next is the headline. I think... Yeah. Coming up next. What? Coming up next is the headline. It's to do with a, a cream that they're going to put on their face. Oh, right. Yeah. OK, yeah. right. <laughs> First, it was an intimate examination on live daytime oh. TV. Paul Ross getting his bum checked, wasn't he? Good for him. Followed by a vasectomy and then a lesson in bondage. But this morning is set to cause a bigger shock by testing an exciting new facial in front of the cameras. <sighs> Producers are searching for volunteers to bring samples of their partners <clears throat> into the studio and then rub it all over their faces while on air. Are you sure? Really? Some experts believe that, that male <clears throat> is a powerful antioxidant that reduces wrinkles. If that's the case... Why do, do no, if that's the case, then why do actresses in blue movies look so old? <laughs> a Norwegian firm sells it as a skincare range. Well, that explains it, because it's Norway, isn't it? Have I offended Norwegians? I don't think you could offend no. a Norwegian. If we were to run through the list of the top three dullest countries, yeah. Norway would be number two, Finland would be number one, number three... The third dullest country in the world? Well, we can do this, actually. There's a oh, Iceland. Iceland's pretty dull, I would say. I preferred it when it was B-Jams. <laughs> he doesn't get that joke. He's from up north. Why are you yeah. laughing? Do you get that joke? It's your face. It, it makes me laugh. <laughs> That's the... Do uh, you get that joke? I do. Explain it to Matt. B-Jam... Hello, Matt. Hello, Kelly. Hi. Hello. Uh, B-Jams is a shop. Iceland is a shop. Right. But explain the joke. The joke was, uh, you were talking about country, but he made it seem like it was a shock. No, but Iceland took over B-Jams. 
I so none of you got the joke, and yet you both laughed. Now I know how Scott Mills feels. It's right, though. It's surrounded by sycophants. I am surrounded... It's all kind of fun little squirrel today. Well, is it? <laughs> you look like a squirrel. Now, oh, the, the selfishness of our next guest. I can't believe it. So selfish. Lauren was started a petition. She was going to come on the line and talk about it, and she's only gone and dropped one. A baby. Not, I mean, not on the floor. She's had a baby last night. Congratulations, Lauren, and um, your family. I'm sure you're, um, I'm sure you're knackered. Uh, but the, the reason we're talking about this rather niche story is that pregnant women are being told they can no longer give birth at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. Two, and I wonder how many people are... It's kind of a high-class problem, isn't it? The petition yeah. only had, what, 215 signatures. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people go uh, and have births privately? Not that many. Not that many. The reasons it's happening, pretty solid reasons why it can't, uh, uh, they can't have these births. West, West Hearts NHS Trust took the decision to suspend births following an inspection into the ward by the health watch, watchdog, and there's a shortage of midwives. Kelly, what happened? Some mothers-to-be paid to give birth privately at Watford General Hospital, but say they are now in a panic-stricken limbo after finding out on Facebook that the private place where they were to give birth is closing and they'll have to give birth under the NHS. <gasps> the decision to suspend births was made by the hospital after a Care Quality Commission inspection and it affects any mothers due to give birth after the 1st of May. OK. Oh, hang on. Well, hang on okay. a minute. Oh, no. Well, Lauren was due to give birth after the 1st of May. She was due to give birth on the 8th of May and she had the baby last night, so I'm, I'm guessing... So she went private? No, I'm guessing she had went NHS. It says... No. Uh, it, no. It says it affects mothers due to give birth after the 1st of May due... So their due yeah. date is after the 1st of May. Yeah, so because she had it last night. No, 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 that, that's not what it's saying. And I don't know, but it's saying it affects mothers due to give birth after the 1st of May. Yeah. So she was due to give birth after the 1st of May. She You're was. kind of locked in to your due date. Yeah. The fact that she had the baby early, early, I would imagine, is irrelevant in this case. Got you, OK. Do you see? Yeah. I've been there, guys. I've done it. Oh, hang on a minute, what? No, yeah, she had the baby privately at Watford General last night because this decision doesn't come into effect until... No, after did she Thursday tell you that? Her, her husband told me that. OK, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so why, are we even do so, so why are we even doing this story? So the petition, then, doesn't really... I don't know what she's going to do with it. Because she won't care anymore, surely. I'm just, let me just... Let's, let's, let's produce on it. Who are we speaking to later on? Are we speaking to another mum-to-be? Nope. Roy Lily and the Trust... Um... There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my own Grab your hat, come travel light, 
Regular listeners will know I hate twins. I hate twins. Eating that banana long, are you, Kels? Yeah. Yep, nice? Mm-hmm. Okay. I hate twins. Twins are freaky deaky, man. The identical twins, the non-identical twins, the psychic connection, uh, all of that stuff. The ones that speak their own twin language. Have you seen those guys? What's your twin beef? I just, I really, honestly, imagine if there were two Lockwoods. Oh, God, don't. I've got a, one of my best friends, right, he's a twin, and I'd never met his twin. Uh, this was years ago at college, and uh, I was at his house, he wasn't in, we, you know, and uh, knock at the door, and it was him. But it wasn't him, it was his twin. How did you know? Slightly bigger nose. That was the only thing. And slightly less enthusiastic about life. It was, <laughs> it was just... Well, there's a story, in, in, and this is, I mean... This sums up twinhood to me. And why all twins are evil. Op Operation found evil cis in my brain. Student had fetus lodged in her head. This is disgusting. They should have both been, um... Anyway. Surgeons operating on a young woman's brain were shocked to find her embryonic twin complete with hair, bones and... Teeth. <gasps> Never. Yes. Did they keep it? Yamini Karanamnam. Twenty-six. Had struggled. Yamini Karanamnam. Had struggled. No, I got that wrong. Yamini Karanamnam had struggled to read and understand conversations until dis- doctors discovered the bizarre cause. After the operation, the PhD student described the embryo as her evil twin sister. (gasps) Never. Never. Yeah. Speaking of her illness, she said, I began experiencing problems with reading and listening. If a couple of people were talking in a room, I wouldn't understand what was happening. Was it still growing? It was alive. It had a job and a house and (laughs) married. (laughs) What would you do if you had an identical twin? I would kill it. No, identical. You could do I'd so kill it. many things. The doctor... <laughs> do, the do, is How this all made up? Listen right to this. Twin? The doctor, Hryer Shahininian, yep. found and removed the rare growth. Oh, they, are, they are thought to be formed at birth, but are often not spotted until later in life. Oh. 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 <gasps> Never. It happened! 
I hate twins. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 at Watford. In Brickettwood on the North Orbit Road, that's very busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And it's also slow in Ballroom Wood on the A1 southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Sterling Corner. On the A1 at the Black Cat roundabout, it's starting to build up southbound from the St. Neots Junction towards the roundabout. And on the train departure towards the 740 service from Bedford to Seven Oaks was delayed. Samantha Burroughs, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. it's Friday the 24th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Pregnant women say they've been left in limbo after a decision to suspend births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight and nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the last five years. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Introducing. Tomorrow night, BBC Introducing brings you a very special gig. We'll be live from the Forum Hertfordshire with exclusive performances by Fallow Fields. I guess they're right, but how can this be? And Room 94. Introducing live from the Forum Hertfordshire. Tomorrow from 8 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Introducing. Loads of, um, um, loads of emails about the first hour. I can't read them. Some stuff in the first hour. Well, I tell you that we can talk about the name. We are naming the first hour. I th- Basically, if you don't listen between 6 and 7, you're missing out on a very secret clubhouse where we do secret things. We ask a secret question. Justin does a, a, a vox about the secret question. And we, do, we talk about stuff that we don't talk about after seven. So if you're right for not being there, only nine people, up to nine people listen. So that's why we're keeping it special. We can mention the fact that we're looking for a name. Uh, Jill has uh, suggested um, the open hour or naked hour. I, I mean, I... Oh. Imagine Matt Lockwood naked. Um, Imagine two Matt Lockwood. Right, you're at your wit's end. Someone's holding the door shut. There are two naked Matt Lockwoods. Can it get any worse than that? Yes, it can. He smears food all over your body. And the thing is, you're really hungry. But to eat that food, you're also going to have to make love to him. What would you do? I would. Yep. Leave. Thank you very much indeed. Got any texts, Matt? No. Well, we have, but we... (sighs) They're like that. (laughs) Why are you pretending they're like that? I can't even... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go. Shocking figures this morning. Nearly 15,000 people have either been stalked or harassed in the past five years across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. These figures, given to us by local police forces, say the majority of stalkers are known to their victims either as ex-partners or acquaintances. Uh, Well, that's exactly what happened to Tracy Morgan, who joins me now. Morning, Tracy. Good morning. Well, tell me your story. What happened? Well, my um, problem started in the workplace. Um, he was a colleague who was a loner, depressive, and I thought I could help him by saying, you know, are you coming in? Um, do you want a coffee at lunchtime, etc." So um, I befriended, um, you know, befriended him, thinking I could help him. But uh, sadly, I became his hobby. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
In what? So what? How? how so you you thought you were doing a nice thing, you know, just just befriending yeah. someone who's a little bit lonely and perhaps feeling a bit left out. At what yep. point and how did it turn into something a little bit uh, uh, uncomfortable? Okay. Well, um, he said he was, um, you know, depressed and had no friends, no hobbies, etc. His wife um, was working abroad, um, and. When I would go out of an evening like aerobics or evening classes, I started seeing him in places, you know, wherever I'd be. First of all, you know, waved, and then it became quite regular. Um, the, the voices in the back of my head was, were like, you know, the alarm bells started ringing slightly, but of course, um, when this starts, you think, oh, don't be stupid, um, you know, just being a bit paranoid, it's just coincidence. And you put it to the back of your mind. Um, and, yeah, then it was just following me to and from work, everywhere I would go, he would be there already. Um, I was married at the time as well. Um, so, you know, our life wasn't our own. Um, I mean, about and would he, would, he, sorry to would he speak to you, Tracy? Would he say, all right, Trace, nice to see what, what a surprise seeing no. you here. Or is he just hanging back? Yes, no, just, just be watching from oh, a distance. Um, and he'd want me to see his car or him, but not do anything, just watch from a distance. And then um, I would go speak to my bosses about it, and it just became a bit of a joke with them, sadly. Oh. Now, this, um, was the, this was about 20 years ago, wasn't it, when, when perhaps our attitudes and certainly the laws around this kind of thing were very different, weren't they? That's right, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it later transpired that, you know, my, my suspicions and um, being labelled emotional paranoid um, were, were, weren't actually correct because he had put listening devices in um, the house, so he was finding out where we were going and what we were doing. Um, How did he do well, that? How did he get into the house to do that? Well, when you go into work, I uh, dumped my bag down and um, he used to... Um, steal the keys and then there was one incident oh, one instance where um he um offered to mend a puncher for me um and i passed my keys over to him and i looked at them and my house key was attached and i i wonder if it was that was the opportunity he took to get a copy of yeah. it so um yeah so it carried on and basically um lasted um almost 10 years uh, my marriage broke up as a result. Really? Um, how did how did the, how did the what what strain did it put on the marriage? Well, it was the, it was daily um, monitor, being monitored. Um, it's an invasion of privacy. Um, I, I I call it mental rape because how much of my privacy um, was left because he was you know listening. Um, watching and every movement I made, he was there. Did you ever speak, um, did you ever confront him or your husband or any of your friends confront yeah. him and say, what the hell are you doing? Yes, um, we had a, like a mediation, mediation session at work, um, even through the courts, <laughs> because he has um, over 20 convictions relating to his stalking of me. Um, my husband actually beat him up one night <laughs> when he found him, you know, near our house yeah. um, watching um, but you know there was nothing would stop him even the court for the whole 10 years were you, were you still working together no no um, well uh, as a result I had to my when my marriage broke up um, he was eventually uh, sacked but that um, is another story yeah. uh, from um, the employer but um, 
I moved back to live with my parents um, to start life again, basically. So I'm going to ask something, area. Tracy. That, the, the, uh, uh, this isn't what I think. I'm slightly playing devil's advocate, and some people might think this. If he was just following you, what's the problem? Could you not ignore him? Ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, we tried it. Um, with you know the police involvement, you know we'll try ignoring it, but he escalated his his um, movements. But it wasn't just that; it was silent phone calls. Um, he started um, stalking my parents, my in-laws at the time. Uh, he researched our family trees and would oh, send blimey. documents to my in-laws, like uh, birth certificates, etc. Um, and he would plan, make plans to kill us um, and do all sorts of things and he once he tried to take a contract out on my husband um oh tracy this is oh, this is <laughs> uh, terrible and it carries it? on so uh, we were the test case for um grievous bodily harm psychiatric injury in 1996 and that case and our subsequent campaign led to the first harassment act in 97 um so we thought Right, this is you know the first time that he you know it's actually been identified that what he's doing is a crime mm. and I went public with my case to highlight the loophole in the law. Um, and then lots of other victims came forward. And then suddenly I realised it was a huge problem. What um, what happened to this chap in the end? OK, well, um, sadly, one of the prison sentences, um, it, during that, he changed his name by deed poll to my ex-boyfriend, um, came out and... He did that in prison? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, as far as I know, yeah. 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 Yes. Um, and he came out like a new person. <laughs> um, he befriended a woman um, through his work um, and they had a relationship briefly, and um, which was quite controlling. They split up. He started stalking her and sadly, he tried to kill her. Oh, dear. So he was um, jailed for life in 2001 for attempted murder. Um, having to serve a minimum of seven years, but now that seven years is obviously up. Mm. So we, you know, we we go through parole processes now. So so he's trying to get out. So um, you know, when does it end? <laughs> when was the last time? He, when is he next up for parole? Do you know? Um, we've just had the latest one, so it'll be probably about a year's time. And is it what every year, every couple of years? It comes well, up? I. I it, it depends what the, the you know stipulations are, but, yeah, at the moment it seems to be every year, so... The, the fact that you know about that, obviously, you know, says you, you've not been able to let this go completely. Well, you know, I've had, I've had treatment, which I had to research myself for post-traumatic stress disorder, um, uh, anxiety, and he's been on a myriad of, of different medications over the years because it causes depression. You actually feel like you're going mad. Um... And it, it's just uh, you, you feel like you've lost control of your life. So, um, it, it, you know, where does it end? So it, it is a matter of trying to put it behind you. But, you know, when when does it actually stop? Um, and that's uh, oh, this is I, I, that thought that it, it, he might come out at some point. That um, how do you deal with that, Tracy? Well, that, this is it. You know, I've tried to rebuild my life yeah. um, and. I don't want to be that headline in the paper, frankly. And, and, you know, please God that he doesn't actually get released because, you know, what what does he have to lose by doing anything? He'll just go in again. <laughs> he doesn't seem to mind because he's had so many convictions. I really appreciate you sh sharing your story, Tracy. Thank you very much indeed. 
that's okay. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Good luck, Tracy Morgan. Um, flipping heck. What a what a brave woman. I'm brave. Often you call people brave. It's, it's kind of, it sounds a bit patronising, but I can't think of any other words to um, to describe what she's done with her life and what she's had to go through. Anyone else got shivers? Deary me, Helly. Scary, isn't it? That poor woman. <clears throat> Oh dear. Thank you, Tracy. I really appreciate that. You've certainly given us a lot to think about. Right, 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. On the M25, uh, it's also looking very busy at Junction 16 for the M40 anti-clockwise and the A1 is slow southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. It's also looking really slow on the approach to the Black Cat Roundabout on the A1 southbound from Eton Soken and on the train departure boards. The 747 from Bedford to, sorry, Seven Oaks is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Hospital bosses in Hertfordshire have suspended births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward after an inspection by the health watchdog raised concerns about midwife staffing levels. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight. Two others escaped before crews arrived. And Ed Miliband will this morning say that David Cameron shares some of the blame for the migrant deaths in the Mediterranean because he had no plan to stabilise Libya after the overthrow of Colonel Daffy in 2011. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers are in a strong position after three days of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. 118 not out from Joe Root helped England to 373 for six. That's a lead of 74. It's the penultimate weekend of the Football League season with our five teams all chasing promotion with just two games to play. Championship leaders Watford go to Brighton tomorrow with a 12-15 kickoff. Midfielder Miguel Layoun says the players aren't feeling the pressure. We are enjoying this moment. I think it's very important important because you are doing the thing you love most you know we are playing football and I think in the life there's a lot of things to be pressured this is just a big chance we have and we have to take it for us for the supporters but that's it in League One, MK Dons are a point behind second-place Preston ahead of the trip to Rochdale. Manager Carl Robinson expects to be kept updated on Preston against Swindon. I think it'll be hard not to know, will it? Because how can you not? I'm telling you, some fan will be stuck behind me going, Preston are winning. I don't want to know. <laughs> and that's the way it is. You're going to have that. And I think it's... It's inevitable. And I think if Swindon scored, do you think our fans may celebrate? In League Two, third-placed Wickham can take a big step towards automatic promotion if they beat Morecambe at Adams Park. Luton can do Wickham a favour as well as maintain their own playoff challenge with victory at Southend. Manager John Still will also keep across how rivals Plymouth are doing. I think to, to a certain extent, it, it can help you if hypothetically if a team that's right close to you a 3-0 down or something mm. you'd think you know a point is a fantastic result and Stevenage will confirm a playoff place with victory at home to Carlisle and in rugby Bedford have signed Scotland under 20s hooker Sam James from Wasps Academy the Blues have also given new contracts to seven existing players Bedford hosts Nottingham tomorrow BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin is at 8 
Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Justin. Hello, boss. Good morning, sir. There we go. That's that's, uh, (laughs) that out of the way. Have you got a couple of minutes to... Oh, absolutely. We didn't, get, we didn't get to squeeze one out earlier, and we're going to mm-hmm. squeeze one out now. It's not from the sun. Wow. Yeah, no, it's from the Express today. Mm. Let's get rid of that jingle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. OK, there's, there's a couple of bits to this. All right. And they're off. And they're off. I can give you a clue. Hmm. Bit of a bummer. <laughs> Bit of a bummer. Okay. Uh, can I go first? Yeah, Justin, please do. I think yes. this is what the Daily Express does best. They talk about the weather. No. Nope. No? Carry on. Okay. I think yesterday was a lovely day. It was a lovely and day. No, you're correct. Yes, and I think they have got a nice-looking lady in a bikini on a beach somewhere. Who's that in the background? Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll try and find out. Sir, sir, we're live on air. Can you just keep the noise down for the dog? Thank you. Cheers. Uh, yeah, carry up, sir. Incorrect data. Ooh. Let's go to Matt Lockwood. Matt Lockwood, and they're off. The sub-headline is, bit of a bummer. What's the story, Simple question. What's the story, Morning Glory? My thirst for thought about this. He did that again. He I mixed know, up his F and his thirst. I, I, I hate it. Right. Let's <laughs> My first thought. My <laughs> first thought. There we go. My first thought. Okay. My first thought. Can't wait for my mate to come back. I know. Me neither. Was uh, London Marathon. Dashing. London Marathon. <laughs> what about it? And they're off. I'm... Okay. Wow. Uh, that was a waste of 30 seconds of everybody's <laughs> life. Uh, Kelly Betts. And they're off. Bit of a bummer. Is it? You know people can get bum implants? Oh, yeah, they can, can't they? they? Can. Yeah, yeah. Why would you get a bum implant? I don't know. A bum implant? Mate, have you been to Essex? <laughs> have you been to Essex? <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Are they dodgy? A bum implant. Are they going off? Oh, they've taken so them when, out. No. When you it's a brilliant picture. Up. It's a brilliant picture. It's in a few of the papers. And they're off. Jockey's pants fall down, racing to the finish. Bit of a bummer as he only came second. Amazing. And it's a brilliant picture, right? He's, he's, it's been taken from behind. And it's him on a horse. You know when they're up like this? Yeah. And his trousers fall all the way down. And his, his bare bot bot is on display. Do you not have the to quickly put, pull them up with one hand? You can't. He's riding to the finish. But look, everything, everything is on display. Wow. You could probably wow. see his um, horse riding tackle as well. <laughs> If you look closely enough, a jockey was the butt (laughs) of jokes around the world yesterday when he was caught with his pants down. However, leader rider Blake Shim was pipped to the post, which came as a rude shock to him. Well, there we go. Just what we got you on today? Have we got you on doing anything? Well, well, whatever you want. I'm on the streets. Um, People this morning seem to be in a good mood. Again, nice weather. What would you like? I got... It's, it's going to be difficult to top the first hour. Yeah. Uh, oh. what, what have you got for free? So some very open whoa, answers. Whoa, 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 Dealey! Oh. Guys, can we don't give that stuff away, mate. Sorry, sorry. That's between you I'm getting a... used to this. Oh. It's, it's a new thing for it's, me. I know. Come on, guys. We okay. have to be careful what we tweet about the first hour as well, all mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, if you're not listening, you're not... Um... Oh, I nearly came up with a slogan there, but then I realised it was, it was rude. If you're not listening... Well, yeah, just... You're wishing... 
No. If you're not listening, you're just not listening. Get on, mate. I've got a couple. Okay. <clears throat> um, right, okay, I've got a couple. First one, twins, evil twins. You, did you hear about this? Yeah, kind of, kind of. Listen to this, dude. This is, this is, um, I need to get the uh, um, appropriate music. Hang on a second, we need, um... This is messed up. Mm. Op found evil cis in my brain. Mm -hmm. Student had fetus lodged in head. Surgeons operating on a young woman's brain were shocked to find her embryonic twin, complete with hair, bones, and teeth. No. <gasps> Yamini Karanamnam had struggled to read and understand conversations until doctors discovered the bizarre cause. After the operation, the PhD student described the embryo, embryo as her evil twin sister. Oh. Never. So, there's twins. I hate twins, mate. I hate Why twins. Why do you hate twins? Oh, What's they're... your beef with twins? Oh, we're twins. We're so special. Look, we're twins. We're th <laughs> You're not special. You just come from the same egg. Big whoop-de-doo. I had a double yoker once. That wasn't special. It was just a nice egg. See, I'd love to find twins this morning, but I think, you know, in my experience, they are few and far between. Thank but if... God. But twins, I'm sure, have had some great fun over the years where <laughs> no, they, they, they can oh. replace each other, can't they? Oh, they think they're so clever because they look alike. It's not clever. Then they wear the same clothes, and then they go out with women who look the same, and then they have babies on the same day. Who gives us stuff? Jog on! Arrogant. Jo uh, the, the, thank mm. you. Um, the arrogance of the twin. What are your feelings on triplets? Oh, those guys. Don't even start me on tri triplets, mate. <laughs> Come on. Don't even start me on triplets. So there's that. Okay. There's also Justin, and I think I know which way this vibe is going to fall. Mm. There's a new film out, May the 3rd. Okay. It's called The Enfield Haunting. Hmm. It's based on a true story yeah. about a poltergeist mm. in the 1970s in Enfield, North London. Mm. Good time. Fairly local. I read the book of it, written by a guy called Guy Lyon Playfair. I remember it very, very well. Mm. It was uh, a family, mum, two teenage girls, and all kinds of weird shiz happened. Mm. You all right, Kels? Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, they're selling this film as though it's based on a true story. Mm -hmm. How can it be, Justin? Because you and I both know ghosts don't exist. Oh, no, not this again. Please, not this again. Every time you ask me to go on the streets about ghosts, I come back with hardcore evidence. Hang on. We had a guy the other week whose Liverpool shirt was just moving. <laughs> you mean this guy? Mm. Liverpool kid's just moving by itself. Yeah, I don't believe yeah. you. Don't think it, there we go, you see. <laughs> Tell was... me a second, Justin. Yeah. Are you saying... It's okay if I let the squirrel today. Is that what you're saying? No. If you are a twin ghost... <laughs> oh, wait, four, five, nine... Ghosts don't exist, mate. This this film, this book, is based on uh, uh, two teenage girls who made stuff up. Get, come back with the Ev, just. You want more Ev? It's, it's a slow. Well, the thing is, you can't handle it, and you know you can't. It, well, there's that. Mm -hmm. It's a slow news day. Okay. Or 
the sun have got what people did for uh, St George's Day yesterday. No, let's forget that. That yeah. was yesterday. Yeah, okay. it was yesterday. So and, I... and by the way, the, what people did was Karen Danchuk took a selfie. Yeah. And uh, a mum and a daughter went to the beach. That's it. And <laughs> and uh, Greg's put some flags in their pastries. That's it. Oh, fair play, Greg. And some drunken slob in Watford sweared at me. It did he swear at me, you, mate? Well, wishing me a happy effing St. George's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Doing things the English way. He had no teeth. And he well, that's... Dra- uh, listen, having no teeth is indeed what makes England so special. Yeah. And he was draped in the England flag, and I, th- I thought, that's why I'm not celebrating no. St. George's Day, because of people like you. Can you get some Ev, Just? Of course I can. God bless Cheers. you, fellas. Speak Bye. to you later on. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Slow news day today. I want to speak to a twin. I want twins to come on and defend, defend themselves. Defend themselves? Mum, call in. I hate twins, man. They're just so freaky. And supposing you didn't... Supposing you were going out with someone, right? Mm. Didn't know they were a twin. Yeah. And then, like, a year into it, you met their twin, and they're identical, but their twin was somehow sexier. Yeah, well, you fancied the wrong That thing. happened in Neighbours once, didn't it? I don't know, mate. Yeah. Um, could, got... you go, could you go out with a homeless woman, Matt? <laughs> could you? No. She, why? What's wrong with homeless people? <laughs> if, you fell in love, if you fell in love with someone... Why right. would I fall in love with a homeless person? Why would you not? because I walk past them on the streets every day. OK, supposing you're out at Mackey D's, right, and right. just a beautiful woman comes up next to you and she, she orders um, a Happy Meal, and you think, well, Happy Meal, that, that's, that's my favourite meal. <laughs> and you got talking to her and um, you said, look, I know this is crazy, but do you want to go out Friday night, just go out for a drink and see what happens? She went, yeah, do you know what, I'd love to, OK? So that's, on, that's, on, um, that's Wednesday. You can't do it Thursday, you're busy. You wouldn't do it Wednesday, that's weird. Friday, you meet her and you take her out to the Leicester Arms. Lister Arms? Why Lester. don't they take her out to the Lister Arms? The Leicester Arms. Well, because you know they've got a great new menu. Of lasagna <laughs> and... What was it? Mixed grill. Mixed grill. <laughs> you, 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 you're paying, you buy her food. She eats a lot of food, actually. Because she's homeless. She has the mixed grill, she has two desserts, and she has crisps. You're thinking, wow, she's really hungry. And then you say, I'll walk you home. She goes, no, no, don't worry, it's all right. You go, no, 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 I'm going to walk you home. And she says, oh... Are we assuming in this scenario that, okay, you know, then. she's kind of had a wash... Doesn't matter, She doesn't mate. smell, and she's wearing some clothes that are half-decent... You take, you take her, her home, it's the doorway of British home stores. But you've fallen in love with her. What's wrong with that, mate? Because she's I just think you need to. I just think you need to see the bigger picture, she's actually. Homeless. Yeah, they're human beings, mate. Human no, beings. I know, I, I know, but am I likely to fall in love with one? A human being? If they... Probably not. Mm. No, you wouldn't fall in love with a human being, though. You wouldn't fall in love with you. Got any Texas? I nearly fell in love with a homeless man once. Really? Oh, you did, didn't you? He what? said I had nice legs. Yeah, yeah, shame about the face. To quote the song, <laughs> it's a song. That was a song. There was a song in the 70s called Nice Legs, Shame About the Face. That was a hit. So was a song called Is Vic There? Texas. Yeah, Bridget in Bedford says, My cousin named his record label after our twin mothers. The record label... Decca. E- <laughs> no. Pi. No. EMI. Islands. No. Arista. No. Sony. No. Atlantic. No. Columbia. No. Don't know then. Evil Twin Records. Oh yeah, and how many hits have they, those guys had? Well, let's have a look. Is Vic there was on that, wasn't it? Let's have a look. Evil Is Vic Twin there? Records. So th- yeah, we. T- oh, I don't want to go into this again because we did it yesterday, and boy oh boy, were, were you all numpties. But St George's Day was yesterday, and um, as I suspected, no one was celebrating it. Drunk people were shouting abuse at Matt Lockwood. Well, fair play, sober people shout abuse at Matt Lockwood in our office. 
That reminds me of a text I had from a guy uh, yesterday who called me a Muppet and says that he doesn't like me making all these noises. That's his voice. So the noises are like, you know... And that guy that said that was Lawrence, who's your boss. <laughs> he said, like, you know, noises that I make, like, oh. Yeah. So the Sun have um, printed pictures of what people did to celebrate St George's Day. You had a great... We've all had a go... We've all had a gorgeous day. You had a great time celebrating England's patron saint, and here's the proof. The best of your St George's Day snaps. Right. But don't send them to us, please. But they're rubbish. Karen Danchuk taking a selfie. Right. There's some bin men who've put the flag of St George on the back of their truck. There's um, Mitch Rowe and his family have gone to Sutton-on-Sea, but... They've taken a picture with a really weird fence behind them. They're not even d- displaying a flag. Neither are Donna Adele and her daughter. One fella who is displaying a flag is Paul Collier, who's naked, and he's holding the flag of St George in front of his little St George. I'd like to see George slay that dragon. Barnaby Skews jazzed up his mobility scooter in saintly style. He looks like a lunatic. Whereabouts are they? He looks like a... What a surprise, guys. These are the best pictures you could find. And, oh, they're rubbish. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the A1 southbound from Eaton Socon towards the Black Cat roundabout and then Luton on London Road. That's looking really slow in both directions between the Kidneywood roundabout and Beech Tree Drive through the roadworks. In High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, that's looking slow in both directions now. And on the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise is busy at Junction 16 for the M40 and it's also heavy at the uh, between Junction 20 for Kings Langley, anti-clockwise to Junction 19 for Watford. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties. Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.46 or thereabouts. It is uh, Friday the 24th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hospital bosses in Hertfordshire have suspended births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward after an inspection raised concerns about midwife staffing levels. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight. And nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the last five years. That's according to figures from the county's police forces. 08459 555555. Oh, in a few minutes we get all geeky and talk about spectrums. I'm very excited. Before that, though, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a pretty nice day today with plenty of good spells of sunshine. Temperatures rising quite nicely, up to between 5 and 7 degrees at the moment. Those temperatures will rise to probably as high as 17 or 18 Celsius by the time we get to the afternoon. Some spots could even possibly get a little higher than that. We've lost the chilly easterly breeze. Instead, we're back to normal. It's a southwesterly wind and it's that that's going to push up some Atlantic systems over the course of the weekend. But today is going to stay dry and there'll be lots of sunny spells around. Then the cloud will start to thicken 
Northampton from the southwest as we head into the afternoon. So it's going to be quite a cloudy night to come and we'll see um, lows of around 10 or 11 degrees, so a very mild night, perhaps a few spits and spots of rain at times. Over the weekend, the forecast does keep changing, so if it's important to you when it rains, then do keep checking it, basically, and keep an eye on, on what it's doing. But uh, tomorrow, I think, is going to be a mostly dry day for the vast majority of us. There'll be some sunny spells around at times, uh, quite a lot in the way of cloud and probably still really quite mild as well with temperatures up to 16 or 17 degrees quite widely. But we do run the risk of seeing some heavy thundery showers that may well form in a bit of a line as we head through the late afternoon and into the evening. So that's a definite hazard into uh, tomorrow evening. Then we'll probably see some um, bursts of rain on Saturday night into Sunday. And then Sunday really does look quite wet. In fact, if you're watching or watching or running in the London Marathon, then really quite wet across London too, as well as the three counties. So something to bear in mind. It's also going to turn cooler and more showery as we head into next week. That's the forecast for now. The London Borathon, the general election on the BBC. As May the 7th approaches, we're cutting through the jargon. To understand what the policies really mean for those of us here in beds, hearts and bucks. We're asking the questions you want answered. Keeping you up to speed with events on television, radio and online. And delving deeper into the issues where we live. Election 2015 on the BBC, making it clear. For more details, go to bbc.co.uk slash election 2015. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, forget the election. Forget the election. I tell you what's much more important than the election and what's much more exciting than the election. ZX Spectrum's, isn't it? Kels, what was your favourite ZX Spectrum game? Okay. The latest one. Oh. Yeah, that was... You that haven't was... got a clue. Mm. When she saw this was in the running order, she went, what's the ZX Spectrum? Let's ask Matt. Matt, what's your favourite Spectrum game? Mm. Really nothing there at all. A company in Luton has just started... Well, not just started taking orders. They've been taking orders for quite a while for a new version of the classic... I want you to say, actually, on, I want your microphone open for this, Kelly, because I want you to join in. Oh, OK, great. The classic 80s computer, the ZX Spectrum. Sir Clive Sinclair's invention helped lead the home computer. The reason you've got a computer at home... Mm. Have you got a computer at home? No. The reason why most people have computers at home is because of Sir Clive Sinclair. Yeah. The reason that nobody drives around in a Sinclair C5 is because they were rubbish. Mm. Paul Andrews from Retro Computers is behind the ZX Spectrum Vega. Morning, Paul. Good morning. I cannot tell you how excited I am, not necessarily to speak to you, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's kind of cool and stuff, but that this project is actually happening. Yeah. Tell yeah. Kelly Betts and Matt Lockwood what a flipping Spectrum was. Let's, let's, let's start the basics, shall we? Tell right. my team what they're missing out on. There, there, there were a few other computers before the ZX Spectrum, but it was the one that bought the home computer to the UK market back in the 80s. That's what it was. So. Rubber keys. It had rubber keys, guys. It did. It did. Matt? So this was before the Commodore C64, oh. then? Did it have yeah, a joystick? A right. It did have joystick interface. Do you know what? Do you know what, Paul? I'm gonna. I'm just. Gonna, this. Uh, I'm so sorry, mate. I'm going to cut them out of the conversation. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Let's indulge in. Let's jump into the geek pool for a while, yeah, shall please, we? ZX Spectrum uh, was was uh, was uh, wonderful. It was groundbreaking. I didn't have one. I had a Dragon Thirty Two. Dragon Thirty yeah. Yeah, Two. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed that. And then I got. We, we got a BBC because it was educational. Yeah. yeah I yeah, know. Definitely. And my mate Michael Hall had a Spectrum, and I would spend all my time around his house playing Ghostbusters. For goodness sakes. Well. Uh, 
tell us, tell us about the, the ZX Spectrum Vega. What is it? And, and, and uh, you're, you're based in Luton as well, so this is a yep. local success yep. story. What's going on? Yeah, we're based down the hat factory in the town centre. Uh, we, we got, we're working with companies around the UK, but that's where we're based. But the, the Vega basically is a reconstruction of the original ZX Spectrum, and it can play basically all the games that were on the original Spectrum. Uh, and this particular version will be coming, hopefully, with a 1,000 games inside it. Sweet. Now, will you be able to... You say it's, a, it's not got the same keyboard, has it? No, no, it's, it's more like a more current plug-into-TV sort of game controller style. So it's got... For this generation. OK, so, it's, so it looks more like a controller. How big is it? Yeah. It's probably about five inches by about four inches. Man roughly. alive, this is just so Quite sexy. Uh, and you've done it all through, uh, through crowdfunding, haven't you? Yeah, that's how we started. Um, we raised 100 grand in the first 36 hours, such was the demand. Wow. Uh, and we raised 155 grand in total over the period. Uh, and now we're actually selling the second batch ready. So okay, so so when is when are the I think I think I'm in this I think I'm in the second batch of orders. When are the no, f- no, you're in the first. You're in the first. Am I in the first? Yeah, I made sure you were. Oh, Paul <laughs> Andrews, boss, you can come on any time you want. When when am I going <laughs> to when am I going to have this bad boy in my hands? All being well, it'll be late May, early June. Oh man, just in time for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay, right. So, and uh, what, tell me, does it does it it plug just plugs into the telly? Does it? Plugs into the TV. Yeah, that's yep. nice. You plug and play. Give us, give us some of the games you've got on there. I can't say too much. Oh, because oh. uh, we're still talking some really big companies. Oh. so it, the, the lineup could change fractionally a little bit. Yeah. Oh. But, but, but some classics are there. Like ones you mentioned before. Some of the old Sinclair favourites. Is Airwolf? Is Airwolf going to be on there? Um, I can't say yet. Oh! Licensing stuff. I've got to tease you a bit. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting, Nightlaw. Uh, again, there's, there's some real good ones You're coming. so naughty, Paul. OK, uh, if people want... Because they've missed out on the first batch. If people yep. want to want to buy this, they still can, though. They can yep, put in an order get, now. Yeah, they can, get on, they can go on to zxvega.co.uk yep. and you can order one from the second batch. OK. Uh, is it good? I, I tell you what, what the next generation has. You, you have to make the next generation be able to go online, Paul. Well, we, we are looking at lots of options, and, and, and we're not just going to be one uh, a one product company. Oh, brilliant! That. Brilliant. Okay. Well, this is very exciting. This is, and you're based in Luton. I, 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 yep. Yes, I very kindly got your offer. I'd love to pop round yeah, in the next couple of weeks yeah, and have a little look. Definitely. Uh, and are you all? I'm, I'm kind of imagining that this team is made up of blokes of a certain age, kind of like. <laughs> mid, are you all sort of mid forties and just quite yeah. geeky? Yeah. Yeah. You 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 sussed us. Yeah. Yeah. You're my you kind of people. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's very good fun. And, and uh, Clive Sinclair's uh, kind of behind this as well, isn't he? He's, he, yeah, oh, he's, yeah, he's given it the he's thumbs up. The yeah, no, he's burned the product. He's had some input, and uh, he's very excited as well. Because he was the fella, of course, who um, uh, was, was was angry that people were using his, his home computer to play games on, and he, yeah, did, he didn't want it to be a games yeah. machine. No, he, he's, he's seen the way the market's gone, and he's sort of he's well behind this product. OK, so just give us the website again if people want to, yeah. uh, want to have a little uh, look-see. Yeah, it's ZX Vega. Dot go, dot UK. OK, hang on a second. Yes, Gatford! Yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to know if uh, my favourite Spectrum game is going to be on it. Go on. Valkyrie 17. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one either, I have to say. It, it was one of those ones, it was like a point-and-thing-click adventure where you had to go north and south, but it came with an audio tape... Oh. And um, it was like a spy, and it kept, and the, the the thing was, it kept telling you that the red kipper flies at midnight. Gosh, Gafford, this is this is <laughs> this has got to be one of your worst calls ever, and that's really saying something. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Sam Fox Strip Poker. 
Well, we, we looked at it, but because of the age ratings, we can't. We, we all <laughs> I remember Sam Fox Strip Poker, right? The graphics on the spectrum compared to now were rubbish, let's be honest. I mean, they're brilliant yeah. at the time, but they, they're rubbish compared to things now. And Sam Fox Strip Poker, it was a poker game, uh, and it was if you won, Sam Fox would take her clothes off. Now, I'm a 10 year old boy playing this with my friend Michael. Neither of us know how to play poker, so we're just pushing buttons randomly. And every time Michael's dad came upstairs, we had to unplug the spectrum in case we got <laughs> caught playing a naughty game. Outrageous! Yeah, there, was, there was a few. There was a few that we had to discard, unfortunately. Paul, listen. When, once it, once it, um, you know, when it gets launched on launch day, if you want to come on and tell us more about it, then please do, mate. That'd be brilliant. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a call in the next week or two, and I'll pop round. Good stuff, Ian. Paul, thank you very much indeed. Good luck. Thanks a lot, Ian. I love it. And keep badgering James Whale because he'll get you on at some point. I love it. I've paid for mine, by the way, guys. I've paid for mine. Oh, I'm excited. A month or so, I'll be having some of that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Andrew's in Harlington. Good morning, Andrew. Uh, morning, Ian. You okay? Twins. They're evil, aren't they? Well, I'm not. I'm not a twin. But I figured that if we didn't have them, we wouldn't have to proclaim us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. This is what we'll do for the last hour of the show, Andrew. Yeah. We will try and come up with um, good twins. That's a good idea. Who's that in the background? I think it helps. So it's my daughter. She's uh, she's just woken up. Oh, how old is she? Uh, two and a half. Oh, bless her. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's try and come up with a, with a list of good twins. Uh, the Proclaimers, uh, really good twins. Well, uh, well, they played a few good songs, I think. Anyway, didn't they? I'm gonna. Put, all right, I'll, Andrew. Thank you for that. I'm gonna put the Proclaimers on. I'm just rummaging around trying to find a pen. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's a slow news day, so we're doing um, we're doing a list of good twins. Good twins. There we go. That's this afternoon show sorted out as well. Uh, the Proclaimers. I can't think of any other good twins. 08459, that's the chair. 08459. 455555 is the phone number. We've been invited out on a ghost hunt, guys. Um, someone says, don't on Twitter. Don't, don't believe in ghosts? Come join us on a hunt. Or would you be too scared? Okay. Yeah, I'm not scared because I tell you why I'm not scared because there ain't no such things as ghosts. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. And you click on a YouTube link. Scared Witless. Oh, is a new paranormal TV show hosted by TV and radio presenters. Presenter Karis G. Dane. A small team searching for sources of genuine spiritual activity and with the assistance of acclaimed medium Paul the Seer. Our goal is to provide footage and insight into this unknown. Well, you won't find any because it don't exist. It don't exist. It ain't real. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'll come along. Because I'm not scared. 08459 455 555. The Thompson twins don't count as good twins. They're not twins. I'm trying to think, are there any decent twins? Are, are the Proclaimers the own... And twins... They look weird as well. If you look at their faces, they don't look like... How can I say this delicately? I can't. They don't look like normal people. Do they? They, they look, just look... I mean, the proclaimers study them. They just look a little bit off. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Milton Keynes on Standing Way, it's looking really slow around the Kingston roundabout from the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. In Luton on London Road, that's looking very busy through the roadworks between the Kidneywood roundabout and Beach Tree Drive. And in Hemel Hempstead, the A41 is starting to build up southbound between Two Waters Road and the Hemel Hempstead turn off towards the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, it's very slow around Junction 16 for the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kelly's just uh, buzzed into my ear. Kelly, what, what, what twins have you got? What? Bros. What? What are Bros? They're twins, mate. They're a pop group from the 80s. Are they twins? Yes, apart from Ken, the bass player. Yeah, yes. They're not good. They're not good twins. They are both. The thing with Bros is they're both evil twins. I annoyed one of Bros during a live interview once Which on Radio one? 4. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he got really annoyed with me and he mouthed to his agent after the first, after the introduction, he's taking the Michael. I wasn't. I did straight after that. And then he had a go at me. What a horrible man. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, birth suspended at Watford's private maternity unit, two rescued from Hertfordshire house fire and political row over migrant deaths. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hospital bosses in Hertfordshire have suspended births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward after an inspection by the health watchdog raised concerns about midwife staffing levels. Pregnant women say they've been left in limbo after the decision by West Hart's NHS Trust. More from Tony Fisher. The Trust admits it has an almost 25% shortage of midwives and their priority has to be the NHS. The Care Quality Commission, its claim, didn't recommend closing the private unit its report won't be published for another few weeks. The Trust says it'll be contacting the women who are due to give birth in the months following May the 1st to discuss arrangements. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight. Crews were called to Tudor Avenue just before half past midnight. Hearts Fire Service say two people and three dogs were rescued, with two other people escaping before they arrived. Police say at this stage the blaze is not being treated as suspicious. The Labour leader Ed Miliband will this morning suggest that the deaths of hundreds of migrants who drowned trying to get from Africa to Europe were in part a direct result of David Cameron's misjudgment about what to do in Libya after Colonel Gaddafi was overthrown. Mr Miliband will make the comments in a speech on foreign policy. Tory sources have described his remarks as shameful and provocative. Nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the last five years. The figures have been obtained from the county's police forces. As Sophie Solaria explains... Police say the increase in numbers are partially due to the change in legislation two years ago. Both Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire Police are now encouraging residents to report any suspicious activity to their local force as they are committed to tackling stalking and harassment crimes. Firefighters in Milton Keynes have again dealt with a suspected arson at the Blue Lagoon Nature Reserve in Bletchley, the fourth this week. The latest incident was yesterday afternoon at about 2.20. Prince Charles and Prince Harry are attending events in Turkey to mark the 100th anniversary of the Gallipoli landings of the First World War. More than 140,000 soldiers were killed on both sides. Lynn Edmonds' grandfather fought at Gallipoli. Many people in Britain are quite surprised to hear that I think it's something like over 400,000 
men from Britain took part, whereas it's really well known in Australia and New Zealand and, of course, Turkey, but a much lesser extent in Britain, in France as well. People from India fought there and all these other countries are largely forgotten. In sport, England's cricketers are in a strong position after three days of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. 118 not out from Joe Root helped England to 373 for six. That's a lead of 74. The weather, sunny this morning, cloudier this afternoon, but still feeling warm. A maximum temperature 20 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. sailing ship there were 40 boys and girls they would sail their ship around the globe so they called it the united world the ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down the waves were big as mountains they found they would surely drown they jumped into the lifeboats A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands Morning, Ian Lee B BC Three Counties. I had that a little bit too loud in my headphones, and now I've gone deaf. That'll learn me, it won't. Ghosts, monsters and legends, twins, babies, hospitals, and anything else you fancy, really. You can give us a call about anything, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, pregnant women have been left in limbo after discovering they won't be able to give birth at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward. West Hearts NHS Trust say they took the decision to suspend births after May the 1st following an inspection by the health watchdog. The Care Quality Commission raised concerns about midwife staffing levels and the Trust has admitted they need to recruit almost 25% more staff. Well, Anthony West is from the Trust. Morning, Anthony. Good morning. Why did it take an inspection by the CQC for you to come to this decision? So we have known for a while that we had uh, vacancy rates within our um, maternity units. So we've got uh, 200 midwives um, and there's approximately at the moment 40 vacancies. Um, So we've been working hard to recruit to those. So a range of sort of uh, different things in place to do that. So we have open days. We... uh, have offered sort of new things that midwives would be interested in, sort of better ways to get promoted, those sort of things. So we've been doing this work for a long time. Um, but it was the inspection that came, they came along. They had their week-long inspection. 
they talked to hundreds of staff and patients and, and one of the issues that came across um, as we understand from the staff was just how much pressure they're under we deliver 5,000 babies a year um, and it was this sort of pressure that came across they gave us informal feedback um, of that pressure and as a result that's why we made the decision. And that's your decision isn't it? The CQC didn't make the recommendation to close the unit? They didn't know this. So the decision uh, was made by our clinicians so it's important that this isn't a decision made by me or by managers but actually by the doctors and nurses um, so our uh, clinical director for uh, the service as well as the uh, lead nurse for the service and others made the decision over the weekend um, so their inspection finished on Friday we got the feedback on Friday they made the decision um, over the weekend and then the suspension is going to start from the 1st of May, which gives those women that are obviously imminent um, to give birth, they will still give birth with us. And of those that are after the 1st of May, um, we're going to work with them, obviously, to find them alternative arrangements. So that's whether they want to give birth um, with us as an NHS patient or with their consultant at another, NH, uh, another hospital. So well, pe we, we, people choose hospitals that, um, well, A, that are good, and B, that are near them, aren't they? So it, for those women that, that, that have, have paid for the uh, private birth at Watford, um, going to another hospital isn't the, the, the easiest option, is it? I fully understand. And you know, we've apologised. We're contacting all of the, the women. There's 27 women due to give birth with us between now and um, the end of August. Uh, we're contacting all of those women, and obviously we'll apologise for the inconvenience. We'll refund the money that they've paid if they, um, obviously, you know, they're deciding not to go private um, with another hospital um, and apologise for that. I mean, our priority has to be, um, and I'm sure you know, the public would expect that, our NHS patients... Um, that's what we're here for, an NHS organisation. We're established to service NHS patients, um, and that's what we're doing. Uh, why is it so difficult to recruit midwives? Because it's, it's not just you, is it? It's, it's a nationwide thing. It is. It is. Um, it's a difficult role, um, and it's a pressurised role um, and challenging, and that's why. Um, but, you know, you, we, we hope to fill those vacancies. We've had them for about a year, so they have been going on for some time. Um, we all, it's not, I think it's important to note that it's not that these, you know, people who come on to the maternity unit, they've got to notice that there's a lack of staff because these people are being covered by um, temporary and agency roles. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're giving birth with us, it doesn't mean that you're going to miss a midwife. Um, they are there, but they're being covered by, as I say, temporary and agency staff. That costs um, more money, though, doesn't it? It does. And then that, in turn, adds pressure onto the midwives out there because obviously you're working with people that um, potentially don't necessarily know the unit as well as um, other midwives um, and might not necessarily have the, the sort of same commitment to the organisation. Uh, Anthony, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Anthony West from the, uh, the Trust, 08459 455555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. I've been reminded, of course, that uh, what's happening this weekend, guys. Guys, what's happening this weekend? Let's go to uh, let's go to a man with a finger on the pulse, a pulse of what I'm not sure. Matt, what's happening this weekend? London Marathon. London Marathon. I'm old enough to remember the first London Marathon, and boy, it was the first one was exciting, right? Because people had to train for the London Marathon back in the day. Because we were all um, we were. You, you look at muscular people, people from the old days. You look at Charles Atlas. And that's a weird look. The people were different back in the old days. You right, Matt? Yes, I'm just trying to do some stuff behind the scenes. Well, like, like what? what? Like what? Well, you know, I've got a few texts here. I might try and okay. just call some of these people. Okay, you call. You call some. Yeah. Where's my mate coming back? Uh, but but now anyone can run the marathon. You don't even have to train for the marathon. 
You probably do. No, you, I, I know people that have run that haven't. They didn't train. They just rock up and they do it. I mean, they do a rubbish time. They're not going to win, but they, they do it in like five and a half hours. Because you, I mean, you can kind of walk it, can't you? It's a I'd love to see shot. you run. Sorry. I'd love to see you run. Why? Very leggy. I know my legs kind of spin out. Yeah. I don't, I'm not. I, I don't like people that run the marathon. You speak of arrogance. Oh, I've run the London Marathon. Oh, gives a... I'd love to do that. Everyone. Well, go, do it then. Can't bother. Exactly. One did it on crutches. Another just after a stroke left him paralysed. But for 34 years... Gosh, so... next door. How was I... Um, how old was I then? Hang on. 41 take 34... I was seven when the first one... I remember watching it on telly and thinking, well... Nothing could stop them doing the London Marathon. Oh dear! I mean, and it's just a list of people doing the marathon, and they've. Uh, uh, 1981. It was the first one. The average wage was seven thousand pounds. Pint of beer was fifty pence. Liter of petrol thirty nine pence. Mm. Oh dear. Those were the days. Those were the days. But it's just boy, the arrogance of the long distance runner, not the loneliness. <laughs> the arrogance. <laughs> They just think they're so special because they run a marathon. I mean, really, what guys, get over yourselves. Here's the thing. They always do it. You always get, um, you'll get an email around work. I'm surprised we've not had one uh, this year. But wherever I've worked before, you go, hi, guys. Sorry to send out this impersonal email. I'm running the London Marathon for dying kids at the weekend. And um, just wondered if you wanted to sponsor me. No worries if not. But, you know, I'm going to think you're evil. How can you say no to an email that says they want sponsorship for the... um, uh, 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 for, for dying kids Well quite easily actually Yeah I, I find it quite easily Never. Yeah I do Just ignore it Go If you're going to run the marathon do it for yourself Don't do it for sponsorship Just do it for your own You know, Just say do you know what I'm an egotist and I want to do it for the glory 08459 455 555 David's on the line Good morning David Good morning We're looking for good twins So far all we've got are the proclaimers Anyone else? Um, the twins from Funhouse. Do you know what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're the third person that suggested. I've had a couple of people on Twitter um, suggesting that. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> 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 You're a very naughty man. <laughs> but what about um, uh, Luke Skywalker and Leia? Are they, they twin? twins? Are they twins? They were twins. Yeah. Oh, were they? I didn't. In what film did we discover that? The third one. Uh, well, technically, Return of the Jedi. This because they yeah. were born at the same time. But um, in the third one, um, whatever that was called. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm, oh, I meant Return of the Jedi being the third one. Yeah, I've not seen Return of the Jedi, so I don't. I'm not going to allow that, David, because Star oh. Wars is rubbish. But <laughs> I'm, le- I'm letting you. You can literally have the Funhouse Twins. Excellent. Although I'd Google them now if I were you, and uh, you may be in for a shock. Time hasn't been kind. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, to give us a call. In 1988, my excited mum got arrested after running onto the course to hug me at 25 miles. This is the marathon again. She was led away by a policeman and given a talking to. My embarrassed dad hid behind a tree. Well, she wasn't arrested. Already, you've tried to make it, uh, Mike, a, a little bit more exciting. The marathon is a great street party. 
It's a privilege to be an unintentional member of an exclusive club no one can join, but any of us could... Basically, these people have run, I think, in all 34 of the London marathons. All together now, they must be tired. Tired. OK. <coughs> Roger Lowe. The first one hit me hard. I got home to find my 10-year-old son had broken his arm and told my wife, deal with it, I'm going to bed. There's a lot of pressure to keep going. If I stop, friends will no longer be able to say, this is Roger, he has run every single London marathon. They'll have to think of another way of introducing me. How about, this is Roger. I mean, I don't know, would that, would that... You see, it's all about the ego. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there's a lane closed northbound between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton. In Milton Keynes itself, on Standing Way, it's looking very slow between the Kingston Roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. And in Luton on London Road, it's looking really slow between the M1 at the Kidneywood Roundabout towards Beach Street Drive. That's because of the roadworks between Luton and Harpenden. In Chestnut on the A10 southbound, there are queues between the Great Cambridge Road at the New River Trading Estate and the M25 at Junction 25 for Enfield. And in High Wycombe on the Marlow, Ro Marlow Hill, it's looking very slow in both, di both directions. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. David on Twitter says, How can you tell if one of your friends is going to run the marathon? They'll keep banging on about it all the time. Thank you, David. 8.16, it's Friday the 24th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hospital bosses in Hertfordshire have suspended births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward after an inspection raised concerns about midwife staffing levels. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight and nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the last five years. That's according to figures from the county's police forces. 08459 555 is the phone number. You can text as well. 81333, start your text 3CR. We will get to your texts and your phone calls well, a little bit after I speak to this gentleman. BBC Three Counties Radio. nearly stared disaster in the face. We did. Gosh, that was, uh, well, what a, a, an awful moment there. You nearly spilt your glass of water with your headphone cable. Water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink. Not a drop to drink. You look dirty. What? <laughs> or is that suntan? Dirty. That's suntan. Look at you, bronzed. A bronzed JVS. Oh, thanks very much. You, uh, you look delightful. Had my dinner in the garden again last night. Life's good. You like... You, you, Hang on a minute. Do, say that again. Got one. Got one. Say that again. Had my dinner in the garden. Do you Sorry. Had my dinner in the garden again. Life's good. Did you get locked out? <laughs> I totally pwned him then. <laughs> it's just a bit of bounce, mate. It's just a bit of bounce. I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's just a little bit of bounce. Do you have your... Um... Do you have your dinner in the garden sometimes? Uh, I imagine my, you'd prefer just to eat in a darkened room. My wife tries to. Quite often my family will have the dinner outside and I'll just sit, it, sit in with oh, it on my lap Ian, or in the kitchen. you are... It's horrible, man. There are bugs out there, the oh, winds blow the, the, the stuff away. The... So literally all your, your wife and your children will sit outside yeah. in the garden yeah. having a lovely yeah. dinner in the sunshine and you sit inside. Yeah. You miserable devil. I hate it. And if we have a... If, if, she's insisting on doing barbecues at the moment. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I take the food inside. Bring it in, love. 
<laughs> I'm watching this. You're awful. It's, I just, it's, it's, what's the point of outside? It's lovely. No, we get mate. so few days, no. so few evenings where it's warm enough. Oh, you'll get loads. It's summer coming up, mate. Yeah, but that's beautiful, No, it's it? not. It's just so annoying, the garden and bugs, and I, I hate <laughs> moths and butterflies, and the kids are annoying because they want to ride their bike, and no, 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 I don't like it. The morning, when I drive in now, it's light. What is that all about? That's not right. That's not what should be going on. This world is, is a really dark, screwed-up place. I hate it. Really? Yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> Not enough of all of this rubbish. Can't I just can't stand this nonsense? Oh no! Don't be a grump. You're wearing a jumper. I was ju- all right. So I was in London yesterday. Mm. Right, I'm wearing a jacket and I've got my scarf on because it was cold. But then it's hot. Make your mind up. So I'm wearing a I'm wearing a jacket and a scarf and it's hot. What am I supposed to do? I can identify. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I took the dog dog for a walk. Had to take my jacket off mid walk. Yeah. Well, You've never given me that look before. <laughs> it's the uh, yeah. it's one of the problems, isn't it, with yeah. this time of year? What do you do? Do you tie it around the dog or something? <laughs> or? interested in this conversation. <laughs> I tell you what, talking about uh, taking our clothes off. As <laughs> well, interested in that, in that bit, yes, never. yes, we are. Um, the thing is, as you as you as you well know, today is a very very slow news day. Very. I've got no idea what you're doing. Uh, but we found some nuggets. Did you today. find nuggets? Yeah, <laughs> so, sorry about that. I've not been well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's let's we hear. We found some nuggets. Let's, let's We're talking about Margaret Thatcher being a role model for women later. Oh right, yeah. Front page of today's Telegraph. Helen Mirren has said that oh. Margaret Thatcher's a great role model for women. Yeah, good hair. We're talking about the SNP, whether people fear them. Oh, you're doing posh grown-up stuff. OK, <clears throat> sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what nugget are you kicking up? I'd love to see your nugget. From nine this morning, do you think plus-size models are a force for good? An expert in multoskeletal imaging of the bones and joints has mm. defended singer Jamelia, who this week called obesity an unhealthy lifestyle choice. Writing in The Telegraph, Dr Sarah Burnett sp- speaks of her horror at programmes like Plus Size Wars, which allow women to flaunt their excess weight. Dr Burnett argues that the obesity epidemic is putting a huge strain on the NHS and we should be ashamed not proud that 60% of teenage girls in this country are overweight. With figures from The Lancet showing Britain now has the fattest women in Europe, from nine this morning, I want us to discuss this. Do you think plus-size models are a force for good? I'd love your calls on 08459 455 555 from nine. I was Googling her because I thought I knew that, Doctor, but I don't know if I do. Um, do you approve of that one then? Is that. Uh... Oh, I, I approve of all of the ones you do. Is that okay? Oh, it's, it's a great one. It's a great one. Good. Well, uh, we'll discuss that from nine. Excellent. So, if I invited you round mm-hmm. for a barbecue. <laughs> when? Let me get my diary out. Yeah, but I'm not going to because you go and sit no, inside no, 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 on no, no, your no. own. Let me get my diary out. When... the bags and the moths. When? He, when? I'm, listen, I'm free. I've got bats in my garden as well. Ooh. And if I'm still out there late at bats. night. Oh, they're disgusting. You can't kill them. They go. <laughs> Round, round the garden, might fly in your hair. I can't find my diary, but I will be free. <laughs> I will be free when Saturday tonight. Tonight, I can't, well, tonight I'm in Birmingham, but I can I can drive back down. What time? I can get back for about uh, half five. What county do you live in? Well, What's we'll, your phone number? We'll debate. We'll debate all of that nearer the time. What's your phone number? I'll but call you. If I did invite you. Oh, it starts with an O. Would you seven? Would yeah. you insist on sitting in the house or would you sit in the garden? We've come to an arrangement. <laughs> you sit in the shed. I've got oh seven so far. Okay. Any more numbers? 
I, I, you know, it's escaped me, my number. You're such a cold man. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered an archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Horace. Oh, good morning, Ian. Twins, don't you just hate them? What, hate what? Twins, Twins. don't you just hate them? No, I I, I like twins. Oh? But when I I rang up your nice producer... She's not here. Catherine's back on Monday. Sorry? Catherine's back on Monday, the nice producer. Is she... she, Well, there was a chap who I spoke to before. Oh, yeah, that's Kelly. Well, Kelly's a lady, isn't she? Sorry? Kelly ain't no no lady. No, there was a man I just spoke to Who was the man that Horace spoke to? I don't know where he is. Well, then I spoke to another lady. That must be Kelly. You spoke to Kelly and probably Matt, and calling him a man... Um, he's stretching things a little bit. Well, he's sounding quite a nice chap to me. That's OK. Anyway, what have you got for us, anyway, Horace? Well, uh, originally I, I could only think of triplets, but I've come up with um, a few twins in the meantime. Uh, Roger, you know Roger Federer? He's a twin. Who's Roger Federer? Tennis player. Oh, no, not having him as a, a good twin. <laughs> and he's got two sets of twins as well. Really? What? Really? You see, this is, why it's so, this is why they're so messed up, Horace. <laughs> they are so messed up. No, they're evil. So far, the only good twins we've got are the Proclaimers and, and the Funhouse twins. I'm about to tweet a picture of the Funhouse twins that I think is um, is going to put everybody uh, off their breakfast. You having a drink there, Horace? Uh, but no, I'm, I'm having a, a nice uh, apple pie with me, me. An apple pie I, for I, breakfast? I, I, I have a Horlicks and an apple pie for breakfast. Oh, this mate, this is the thing. Wait, this is the thing, right? And now, now I'm old enough, I can have... And I remember doing this. My kids were away last year. My wife and her kids went away, and I had to stay behind and worked. And I was a bit miserable. And then I thought, I'm in my 40s. I can literally have ice cream for breakfast. And I did. I was eating ice cream for breakfast every day. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. People are conditioned to eat yep. certain... Yeah. For some reason, people eat cornflakes for breakfast. Idiots. Like they were Scotsman once. He always had... Tomato soup for breakfast Beautiful. and cornflakes before he went to bed. Horace, you've got to love it. Thank you for that, Horace. Speaking of um, coffee... Tomato soup. Oh, yeah, we didn't get one, did we? Speaking um, of coffee, it's been a... Th- th- Thursday and Friday have been very dry days. It's oh. dry day. It's dry day the 13th. <laughs> dry day the no drinks. Actually, I need a break. I'm going to go upstairs and make some drinks. Need a break from what, mate? Just need a break. OK. Well, do, yeah, if you're making one, mate. Yeah. Yes, please. Can I have a coffee? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. What are you typing? I'm typing uh, a tweet to Pat Sharp. Are you mates? Nah. Oh, same hair. Hmm? Slow news day today. I think I've got the right Pat Sharp. Yeah, that'll do. Slow news day today. What, were we not doing another hit on um, stalking? Yeah, so, 8.30, please. Oh, the 8.30. Oh, the eight, oh. Thanks for asking. Oh, no, you're very, very welcome. 
Do you remember my phone in for another day? Yeah, we'll do that on another Let's day. I've not forgotten that. that. Hey, yeah. here's a good one. Right. You know they're doing an, an EastEnders spin-off? Nope. They're doing an EastEnders spin-off. Get this, guys, right? Because EastEnders isn't rubbish enough on its own. Make me the... I will say... Oh, the BBC has spent too much money. I'll save the BBC £100 million a year. Give me the job. First of all, I'd get rid of half the people who work in BBC local radio. Sorry, fair but true. Secondly, I would get rid... I don't know exactly which ones I'd get rid of. Secondly, I would get rid of EastEnders. Because it's rubbish. It's boring. It doesn't serve no purpose apart from to make us all feel suicidal. So what do we need? We need an EastEnders spin-off. Who's it starring? Cat and Alfie. Oh, oh flipping heck. EastEnders stars Cat and Alfie Moon. That, well, that, those are the characters. What are their real names? Shane Ritchie and that tarty woman. Will really be in a spin when they start their six-part spin-off series. Oh, for goodness' sake! Why though? Sakes. What's why? Do you remember on, on um, uh, it was either on the red button. Remember that? Press your red buttons mm. now, or on on BBC Four. Um, they had they had a little EastEnders spin-off, and it starred that. Um, Asian guy who lived in a camper van. So long since I've watched EastEnders. I mean, this must have been about... Was this the teen teen one? Yeah. Teen Enders or something. It's where Fatboy came from. Fatboy! That's it, Fatboy. I met him. I like, used to like Fatboy. They should have given him a sitcom where he travels through time. <laughs> the show's boss, Dominic Treadwell Collins... Oh, mm. oh, gosh, doesn't he sound like he's in touch with people? ..said the soap characters will have their lives thrown into chaos by two massive twists in the coming weeks. Why don't they just do that on actually Stenders? Why don't... Exactly! They did this with The Archers, where they have spin-offs online. It was either online or Radio 4 Extra. If it's good enough to put in the main show, put it in the main show. If it's not good enough to put it in the main show, don't do it! The twists in the main show will give you big clues as to what the spin-off show is about. Cat and Alfie, played by Jesse Wallace and Shane Ritchie, will move to Ireland for their new series. I mean... It, it, have we really run out of uh, ideas that we're having to come up with a Cat and Alfie spin-off show? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 still has lane closed northbound because the lorry's broken down between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes and 15 for Northampton, so it's really slow there. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way, it's busy through the roadworks at the Kingston roundabout with delays from the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. In Luton on London Road, it's slow between Junction 10A for the Kinneywood roundabout and the Beech Tree Drive in the roadworks between Luton and Harpenden. And in Mill Hill, the A1 Watford Way is busy southbound from the apex corner towards Mill Hill Circuit. It's also looking busy on Brickett, in Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Health bosses in Hertfordshire have suspended births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward after an inspection raised concerns about midwife staffing levels. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight and Ed Miliband will today suggest that David Cameron should take part of the blame for the migrant crisis in the Mediterranean because he had no plan to stabilise Libya after Britain helped overthrow Colonel Gaddafi in 2011. 
Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers are in a strong position after three days of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. 118 not out from Joe Root helped England to 373 for six. That's a lead of 74. Here's former captain Michael Vaughan. Whenever he goes to the crease, whatever the position, he just seems to arrive with an energy about and that gets the batsman at the other end going. You know, since being dropped at Sydney, after over 100 in you know, the test matches, batting at number five certainly worked for him. So England in a fantastic position going into day four. It's the penultimate weekend of the Football League season with our five teams all chasing promotion with just two games to play. Championship leaders Watford go to Brighton tomorrow with a 12-15 kick-off. Midfielder Miguel Layun says the players aren't feeling the pressure. We are enjoying this moment. I think it's very important because you are doing the thing you love most. You know, we are playing football. And I think in the life there's a lot of things to be pressured. This is just a big chance we have and we have to take it for us, for the supporters, but that's it. In League One, MK Dons are a point behind second-place Preston ahead of the trip to Rochdale. In League Two, third-place Wickham can take a big step towards automatic promotion if they beat Morecambe at Adams Park. His manager, Gareth Ainsworth. Things are still in our hands, which is fantastic with two games to go. And uh, there's all sorts of connotations and calculations that I'm sure everybody's done, and uh, me included, you know, I'm, I'm human, so you look at everything. But um, it is all about what we do. Luton can do Wickham a favour as well as maintain their own playoff challenge with victory at Southend and Stevenage will confirm a playoff place with victory at home to Carlisle. And in rugby, Bedford have signed Scotland under-20s hooker Sam James from Wasps Academy. The Blues have also given new contracts to seven existing players. Bedford hosts Nottingham tomorrow. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so what are we talking about? Twins? We're trying to come up with a list of good twins. So far, all we've got are the Proclaimers and the Funhouse Twins. And um, 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 Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie Twins, someone has suggested on Facebook. So um, there's there's that. Uh, We're talking about uh, sponsorship and uh, marathons. Oh, people who run the marathon, please. And Justin's out looking for Ev for uh, Ghosts. There's a film coming out, The Enfield Haunting, based on the true story of the Enfield poltergeist in, I think, about 1978. I read the book. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It was two girls having a laugh, having a plank. They were having a plank. That's all. 08459 455 555. Now, shocking figures this morning uh, as we revealed that nearly 15,000 people have either been stalked or harassed in the last five years across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. Nearly 7,500 of them were in Bedfordshire. Well, Detective Superintendent John Gilbert from Beds Police joins me now. Morning, John. Good morning, Ian. Uh, I have uh, been stalked and harassed in the past a few years ago, and when I phoned up the police, one set of police were brilliant, another set of police, wasn't your lot, were absolutely rubbish. How, How do you deal with it in Bedfordshire? Well, very much. It's about working together with the victims of crime to come, hopefully, to a successful resolution uh, and helping to address the issues. I mean, you mentioned there about 15,000 people being harassed. Uh, In in essence, a lot of harassment is actually associated with the demise of a relationship, which maybe accounts for some of the figures that you're actually seeing there. As far as stalking is concerned, actually, stalking is a relatively new law uh, where people follow a course of conduct causing serious alarm or distress. And, in fact, that only came into two years ago and we're only talking about 136 offences of that nature that have been reported uh, in Bedfordshire. So what happens if someone, uh, I mean, okay, what's the difference between being harassed and being stalked? 
there are different behaviours, uh, in essence, Ian, in relation to this. What you're talking about in relation to stalking is serious alarm or distress being caused to the victim of such crime. What we're finding now with the advent of technology that more and more this type of offending is actually going online. Um, and that's something, as the strategic lead for cyber, I'm very aware of in Bedfordshire in helping to design, hopefully, what is a much better response in relation for our victims. And what kind of responses are there? What, what can you do? I mean, you can, at what point can you go and arrest the, the nut job that's doing it? Well, this has an opportunity, very much like DNA revolutionised uh, investigations some time ago, Ian. I mean, now nearly 30 years ago, as far as law enforcement. With this sort of uh, offending going online, there's a massive digital trail that's left that can be captured as evidence uh, by investigators because it's very much about capturing the evidence and obtaining the best evidence working together with, with the victim to actually come to a successful outcome and mitigate um, what the victim is actually experiencing. Okay, I'll ask again, at what point do you go and arrest the nut job that's doing it? When you've secured the evidence, uh, and that's early evidence based upon the threat, harm, and risk that the victim is um, experiencing. And what I mean, what can you do? What can you do? Can, what, what, what would the charge? What would they have to do to have crossed a line, John, so that they, they could be charged? Does, it, does we- it have to get to physical harm, or can you do it before that? Oh, no, no, very much before then. Um, in, in essence, what you're talking about is. Um, serious alarm and distress that's been caused. And that, that alarm or distress could be very much emotional in nature. But we recognise, you know, this is something we can't do alone. A lot of this, we believe, could be easily prevented. You know, there is a lot of good government advice out there that people can actually get hold of in terms of things such as get safe online, 10 steps to cyber security. And what we would like to do is work together with our local communities to prevent as much of this as possible. But also, you know, we are alive to the fact that technology is moving forward significantly and that we need to keep abreast with that. And but saying, John, sorry to interrupt, saying, saying that, you know, that 10 guides, 10 steps to cyber security, that, that's kind of suggesting that it's, it's the, the victim's fault, that, the, that it's happening. No, no, very much not so. But there are some basic things that people can do. I mean, if you were to talk to the academics in relation to this, Ian, they would tell you, you know, that people want to feel socially accepted in relation to everything they do. And for me, it's about, if you know people in real life, then by all means accept their friends' requests. You know, we, we, with the advent of technology, people and how they communicate and behave is very much changing uh, in a different way. And people need to be aware about making themselves susceptible potentially to that crime. Accept people as friends, by all means, when you know them in real life. Maintain your internet settings and privacy, etc., so that you can communicate in a safe environment. But it's not all just about the internet, is it? You know, you can be followed, you can have people taking... There can be all kinds of things. It doesn't just happen on Facebook. No, it doesn't. But what we have seen by the advent of technology that more and more that this type of uh, offending is going online. I mean, only last week there was a very successful outcome at Crown Court with uh, a gentleman that was sentenced to two years in prison. Oh, is, it, is, this, is this Martin Ears? Yes, that's yeah. very much, yes. Yes, uh, that was sentenced to two years imprisonment. And that behaviour was both in the real world and in the virtual world on the internet. Yeah. John, listen, keep up the good work, mate. Thank you for your time this morning. Uh, I'm grateful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Detective Superintendent John Gilbert from Beds Police. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You see, so... um...
As I suspected. Not actually that many people being stalked. It's it's primarily harassment. I just, you know, maybe just break down the figures um, before it comes on air and the figures get broken down, I don't know, on air. And I look like, yeah, you know, a bit of an idiot. So, uh, page 29 of the Mirror... That's just my suggestion, guys. I mean, I don't know. Uh, page 29 of the Mirror, this... Uh, with the, well, well, first of all, before that, look, there's two things on page 29 of the Mirror. Almost a, a, a slow news day. You know, the other week, Justin was asking for holes that make you go, wow. Is that what he was asking for? Was that the... No, that was your question. Oh, OK. Which was great. His was holes that taken your, have taken your breath away. Well, there's a hole. <laughs> Someone <laughs> tweeted him a picture of an amazing hole that, that took everyone's breath away, and it's in the papers. A shop... It's, uh, and it is, actually, this hole made me go, wow. And it, it took Justin Dealey's breath away. So, um, wonderful. A shopper pushing a trolley... Had a oh, this doesn't what? had a crater crater scape a crater scape oh yeah good after falling eight feet through a pavement this is an awesome hole the woman <laughs> awesome hole guys thanks the woman emerged unscathed after landing in the basement of a cafe minutes earlier a man fell in the gap he was also unhurt. The cafe boss, Attila Mohammed, said there was only a small hole from the man before, but the lady fell all the way down. She climbed out and had a coffee. He added after yesterday morning, <laughs> morning's drama, we told the council nearly two years ago the pavement was sagging. The cause of the hole at the junction of North End Road uh, in Fulham, West London, it's being... And it's basically, the whole the floor has opened up. It looks like there's nothing underneath the, the, the floor. It looks like a very shoddy... Anyway, so you go from that story... Sorry. Is her trolley still down it? Yes. Okay. But she's, she had a coffee. Oh, that's nice. She climbed out and had a coffee. Well, that makes everything OK, then. Did she get it for free? <laughs> no, she had to pay for it. A girl... Now, I don't believe this girl. I don't believe a Shannon Hayes, who's 12. Yeah, that's right. I'm saying you're a liar, Shannon Hayes, 12. A girl reckons her pet hen... They're not pets. Number, thank you. <coughs> <laughs> you like that? You, 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 yeah. A girl reckons her pet hen has laid the world's smallest egg at just 1.8 centimetres high. Now, she's holding the egg, and it's that big, right? That's a mini egg. That's like literally one of those Cadbury's... Are they Cadbury's? One of those lovely, delicious mini eggs. I would just buy the shell of mini eggs and just eat that. It's smaller than a five-pence coin. And Shannon Hayes, 12, said, After checking online, I'm confident it's the smallest. She added, you wouldn't want it for breakfast. It's like a little nugget. It's like the hen has squeezed out a nugget, basically. Shannon is not sure which of the seven hens she keeps. I mean, what, why... And I know this became quite trendy about ten years ago amongst middle-class people. Hell, I even looked into doing it. Uh, getting hens. But, they're, I mean, they're rubbish and they're noisy. Guess what, guys? You can buy eggs in Tesco. They sell eggs in Tesco now. Yep, you can go and buy them. They actually sell them. How cool is that? So why don't you believe her, then? What don't you believe about her story? I think it's... Um, I think she's bought a mini-egg. Is there a picture in another paper? Where's that? Because there's a better picture in another paper. I think she's just bought a mini-egg. And, and she doesn't have a hen at all? Well, no, there's a picture of a hen's head there. I think she's bought a mini-egg... And she's, um, she's p uh, punking us. She's pimping our ride. 
That's what she's doing. Where is it? Cribs. I mean, guys, honestly, if you want to switch, if you want to go and have a lie down for 18 minutes and come back at nine o'clock. No, 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 don't, because we've got some good stuff soon. What have we got? After travel and weather. Don't worry about those. We've got uh, Justin Dealey with uh, evidence. All right, we'll come back in about six minutes then, because I've got, I've got nothing here, guys. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. That's not a real egg, mate. That's one of those mini eggs. Uh, yes. Yeah, you see what I mean. Mm. Sorry, love. Sorry, Shannon. You you can't. You you've got to get up early in the morning to um, get one put over me. And boy, oh boy, you've not managed to get one over me. Have we got any Texas? Got a tweet from a guy who's saying that he's a twin yeah. in brackets identical, uh, and my brother, my older, my other, his older brothers are twins too. But he can't call us. So it makes me think he's lying. Hang on. Is how many so how many twins are involved in that family? Two sets. It's just not natural, is it, to be a twin? I'm all right. It's not a natural thing. It's um, There's just something wrong about it, really. If you had twins, what would you do? I'd leave the country. Of course it's a back in fashion. Of course it is. <laughs> ah, no. Thank you, mate. Welcome. Is this the daftest and most dangerous fashion trend yet? No, it looks nice. Glenn's on fader one. Morning, Glenn! Morning, Ian. What you got for us, fellow, on, on what is uh, turning out to be a very slow news day? Defenders. Yep. It's so unrealistic. Nobody's got a television. Yep. Nobody's got a washing machine. Yep. You never see washing on the line. When was the last time someone had an upset tummy and couldn't get off the toilet when they are having a poo? Well, I said nobody ever goes to the toilet on any of the soaps, do they? No, nope. no. Nope. So Although if they did go, to, if they did go to the toilet, I'm just just popping off for a Jimmy. It would yeah. be, it would be, you know, if they did just sit there watching EastEnders or watch. I often, I often think my my favourite dream scenario would be. In fact, didn't they do this once? Didn't either Coronation Street mentioned EastEnders, or EastEnders mentioned Coronation Street? You know when they do those live episodes? Yeah, I think they did. One of them mentioned the one. other one, didn't they? Yes, they did. That, and they should have people... They should have, um, like, Amos Brearley from Emmerdale Farm. <laughs> That's an old one. And Seth Armstrong. They should pop up in... in uh, they should go to Manchester and, and, and pop up in the Woolpack. And um, I can't think of any Coronation Street people. Dev should go down to London to visit his family. <laughs> they should have some of that. Glenn, we filled. Thanks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes on Standing Way, there are delays in both directions around the Kingston Roundabout from the M1 Junction 13 to Bedford and also from Newport Road through the roadworks. In Luton on London Road, there it's looking very busy between Luton and Harpenden around the Kidneywood Roundabout and Beech Tree Drive. And in Hemel Hempstead, the A41 is looking very slow southbound from the Hemel Hempstead turnoff towards the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In Watford on Exchange Road, that's looking very slow at Beech and Grove. And on the motorways on the A1M South, Southbound, it's slow from Junction 2 for Wellham Green towards the M25. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 
8.45, it's Friday, Friday, the 24th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hospital bosses in Hertfordshire have suspended births at Watford's, Watford Hospital's private maternity ward after an inspection raised concerns about midwife staffing levels. Two people have been rescued by firefighters from a blaze at a house in Watford overnight and nearly 15,000 people have been stalked or harassed across Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire in the past five years. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Lots of sunny spells around today. Things will start to cloud over as we head through the rest of the afternoon. But uh, but a pretty nice day today. We've got a southwesterly breeze, so we've lost that chilly easterly that we've been seeing over the last few days or so. Temperatures currently between around 7 and 9 degrees. They'll rise comfortably to around 16 or 17 Celsius by the end of the day. Some spots could get even higher than that, 18 or 19 degrees, which of course would be 66 in Fahrenheit. Staying dry today, but we might just see a few spits and spots of rain overnight. The cloud is going to thicken a bit later on through the evening and then it will be a mild night to come with lows of around 9 or 10 degrees. So into tomorrow. Now tomorrow's still going to be mild. We'll see plenty of cloud. We might just get a few spells of sunshine at times. We may well get a line of showers develop later on in, through the afternoon that could be quite heavy and even thundery in places but they'll tend to be very localised. Many places tomorrow are going to stay dry all day until the evening when we'll start to see some rain Saturday night into Sunday and then that rain is likely to stick around for much of Sunday morning but if the rain's important to you over the weekend when and where it happens then uh, do keep an eye on the forecast because things do keep changing but at the moment it does look like Sunday is going to be a rather wet day it'll turn cooler and showery into next week that's the forecast Thanks Elizabeth Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Lynn! Hello, Ian. Good morning. Good morning, Lynn. How delightful to hear your wonderful voice this morning. What have you got for us? Ian, can you please tell the listeners just exactly why you hate twins so much? Because I think they're wrong. They are um, a, a defect of nature. They are uh, unpleasant to look at. And they are th- just, they're just evil, aren't they, Lynn? Let's be honest. Not at all. You know, really, um, they can't help being twins. I know. So how can you hate them so much? You know, hate is such a strong word. Isn't it? And it actually can be it's quite not even, it's insulting, not, it's, Ian. It's not strong enough. It can be so insulting, Ian. Yeah, it can be. It as, can be. as you can be so often. You know, there's such a lovely side to your nature. Yeah. There really is. But you've yeah. really got an evil side to yourself, yeah. which yeah. is really nasty. Yeah, yeah. Nasty, nasty. Yeah, okay. Well, and what's your point? Sorry, I don't know what your point is, Lynn. You're My d- point was, yes. I asked you a question, why you hate twins so much? Yes. And to let you know that it's actually quite insulting and it's a nasty thing to say about people that can't help being a twin. And your point is? My point is, you're, you're nasty. 
and you think telling someone uh, that they're nasty is a nice thing to do? Well, if they are being nasty, you okay. know, you can say it. Why can't we say it to you? You can tell people they, they're nasty and you hate them. OK. How can you say you hate Lynn, them? Lynn, I've got a suggestion. Why don't you jog on and go and listen to something else? That's a very good idea. Excellent. I'm glad that's sorted. Flipping heck. You make me sick, mate. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. Oh, dear. What an unpleasant woman she was. Well, I'm glad that she won't be calling back or listening anymore. <laughs> Justin! Yes, boss? Come on, guys. Take it in the spirit it's intended, you plums. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. For goodness sakes, Lynn. I had a great conversation with a guy this morning. He yep. came up to me and said, uh, Morning, I'm Ian. I like Ian. It was confusing for a second, but he was go. actually a fan of yours. I do get very freaked out when uh, there are, I meet other Ians. It's a yeah. very uh, unpleasant <laughs> scenario to be involved in. It was confusing for a second. Yeah, yeah. What you got for us, boss? Well, two things you sent me out on this morning. Um, a, the fact that you hate twins, as we heard there with Lynn, uh, a story about twins in the papers today. But secondly, um, more ghost evidence, because you don't believe, do you? I don't believe, mate. No, not in the slightest. Yeah, so a new film coming out. The Holy Grail this morning yes. was to find a twin who had seen a ghost. Could I find that person on the streets? Oh, yes, I did. Oh. Here is evidence part one for you. Well, I found one. I found a twin. James, thank you very much indeed for your time. Let me put this question straight to you. Ian saying this morning that all twins are arrogant. Are you arrogant? No, no, not at all. I just let him do his thing, I do my thing. And... Yeah, I'm not arrogant at all. You don't sound very close, though. No, no, we just, I just let him do his thing. Do you feel special being a twin? Not really, I just feel normal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Now, the holy grail this morning was to find a twin who has seen a ghost. You have seen a ghost. Tell us what happened. Uh, I just woke up in the middle of the night and there was just a figure of, like, a past relative in the doorway and I thought, that's a bit strange. And Who was the relative? Oh, my nan. She's just in the doorway. It wasn't like... She didn't speak or anything, she's just there. She just looked at you? Yeah, sort of strangely, yeah. And how long was she there for? Just a few seconds, if that. It never happened again, it's just one one time thing. I don't know if I it must have eaten cheese or something the night before. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you saw. Yeah. James, absolutely extraordinary evidence. Thank <laughs> you so not, much for your time. No problem, mate. It's no problem. not evidence, Incredible. Justin. Incredible. It's, it's, it's not evidence. I'm building up to this. I'm building up to this. Yeah. Uh, th this new ghost film which is coming out, again, you don't believe. No. I'm about to give you evidence part two. Now, you oh, must okay. believe in this. Listen. Okay. I was driving down the back lane late at night in the dark. See an old fella on a bike, the bowler hat on, old-fashioned, probably dressed like, I don't know, sort of 50s sort of style. Yeah. He followed him around the corner, he disappeared. Hedges, hedgerows either side of the road, nowhere for him to go. I stopped, looked for him everywhere. Yeah. Following week, brother-in-law was down there, same thing happened. Followed a bike, overtook it, disappeared. Story is, an old fella hung himself in a tree on the corner. This is the old story you get from the farmers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, apparently he's trying to find his way home on his bike. Two, three people have seen it, yeah. Gosh, um, and you knew nothing about this story no. before the incident? No, nothing at all, no. That is hardcore, thank you. It's not hardcore, mate. Mm. A, I bet the story mm. about the hanging isn't true, and he, mm. he imagined it. This he isn't knows. Evan, Justin. He knows, he knows. why he OK, OK, let me present you with evidence this is number three. your third okay. and final picture. Sheila, are you buying any of this? Um, no, but I'm paying for it. What do you mean you're paying for it? Well, you haven't called me back. 
Oh, Matt, oh, come Matt. on, Sheila. No, right. Matt, come on. You put a numpty through and you don't call Sheila back. What's going on? <laughs> Sheila, bless you. Flip, uh, Sheila, I do it Sheila. Thank you for flagging it up. We will mm-hmm. sort that out. Well, okay. it, well, it was you that put that other caller through that shouldn't have got on air. It's all falling <laughs> apart, Just. It's been a fun week. I can't wait for Cass to come back. Bloody hell. Okay. Right. Evidence, Evidence number, number three. three. Yes. Okay. Now, with this one... Further work needs to be done because there is a photograph somewhere of what happened. This is Mick. Um, His dad, many years ago, went to a church in South Mims because the vicar there said to him, there's a ghost which comes to this church. He thought, no, I don't believe you for one second. He went to the church to check it out and something happened. Have a listen. Well, they sat there till two o'clock in the morning and the local vicar that ran the church said, any minute now, and there was a sort of bit of a cold air as if somebody had opened the door mm, mm. and this thing slithered across the, the front and uh, they filmed it or took well I, I suppose it was a picture in musical in those days and had it developed and you can see it you can actually see it and this figure said oh he's been coming through here for about 300 years or something yes yeah, and I looked at my father waiting for him to crack a joke because he once came home with a parrot that he found on a golf course. And <laughs> this was no joke. No, it was they were serious. Wow, Justin. That that one has really made me um, think. Got Mick's number. Uh, Going to be catching Made up me next think week. that you've wasted everybody's time no, this morning. No, hang on a second, Mick. Mick, we've got his number. Yes. He's got the photograph at home somewhere. His dad knows what he saw. He's got the evidence. They have got a picture of a ghost. What I, more do you want? I've got a feeling that evidence is going to be a bit disappointing. Sheila, yeah. I think we're paying for it now, are we? Yes. Good. So, thank you, no, my I dear. I don't mind. Good. I can sit and listen. What, what, what do you think about this rubbish? What ghosts? No, yeah, no, the show. Yes, ghosts. <laughs> Oh, they're fine. They do exist. I was ringing up about twins. Oh, yeah, go on. I have a twin nephew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a You're niece. not phoning me up to have a go at me and tell me I'm nasty on air, have you? Uh, no. Oh, I'm okay, just, fine. Um, I, have a, I have twins. Yes. A niece and a nephew. Yeah. And neither of them look like each other. So if That's you something. ever met them, there are lots of twins out there that don't look alike. That's alike. something. Does one of them have a moustache or a goatee beard? Because that will be the evil one. Um, at about uh, one and a half years old, no. 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 Well, no. still, some of these, some of these got, kids these days... It's got time, it's got time. Plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time. So you could walk past people in the street and not know they're twins. Isn't that scary? It would probably freak you out, That is a terrifying it? thought. They, they are amongst us, Sheila, and we don't even know. No, no. So be very careful. Oh, blimey. Sheila, thank you very much indeed. Oh, dear. Incredible. Dear. I mean, I, I do find it a little bit arrogant. I could be wrong here, but um, I haven't heard any twins. No. All I've heard is, is twins on Twitter saying things but refusing to come on the phone line. That would suggest to me there is a bit of arrogance going on there. Yeah, I think yeah. it does. Uh, Justin, mm. your show tomorrow, what's happening? I'm not on tomorrow, boss. What? Wagwan? I have been kicked off for three county sport. Oh, they kick off at midday. So I've got loud. two weeks off. I'm going to South End oh. tomorrow for the football. But uh, instead, you can have a look on Facebook and see me with the world's loudest burper. Oh, yeah, you can look at that. Ian is suggesting, regarding your last gentleman, mm. I suspect the photo evidence may not be as good as he says. And I've got a feeling, Justin, mm. that that photo evidence doesn't exist. Now you leave it to me. Just leave it to me. You've got to start believing. One day, yeah. I will prove to you they do exist. We've been invited... Well, I say we've, we've been invited out on a ghost hunt. They invited mm. us about two hours ago. Yeah. They've not got back yet. 
So uh, they said, what, are you too chicken? I replied, yeah, no, of course yeah. I'm not chicken, because no, ghosts don't exist, no, we'll, no, we'll all whoa, come. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you start going on there, I organised an overnight stay in one of the most haunted hotels in Great Britain last year. You were well up for it two days before. Oh, no, sorry, I can't go. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing the chicken noise to me? To this guy? See you on Monday, Justin. Have a good weekend, bye. Ta-ra! Oh, I think we managed to stagger home with one wheel left on the, on the wagon. Uh, the podcast will be up in a few hours. It's, uh, you, you've been telling me, uh, Kelly Betts, it's a corker this it's week. It's a good one, yeah. Is, is there any stuff, for those who don't listen Doorbells. to the... Oh, is, is, uh, is Sadiq on it? Doorbells. Yes, and is this gentleman? Knockers are better. Yep. Doorbells. OK, well, if Sadiq's on it, then, boy, oh, boy, you've just got to download it for this guy. Doorbells. And I'll imagine... It's OK for a little squirrel today. Does he pop up at all? Yeah. Hey, you see, guys, sunshine, sunshine times. Happy days are ahead of us. Uh, if you want to email me over the weekend, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. If you want the podcast, go to the uh, Three Counties website... Uh, or you can go to iTunes, uh, probably after lunchtime, maybe early evening, uh, and type in Ian Lee BBC. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way in both directions between the Kingston Roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. In Luton, it's also looking really slow on London Road in both directions between Luton and Harpenden around the Kidneywood Roundabout and Beech Tree Drive. In Watford on Chalk Hill, that's looking very slow out of Watford around the Bushy Arches. And on the motorways on the A1M southbound, it's still looking very slow from Junction 2 for Wellham Green towards the M25 at South Mims. On the train departure boards, the 607, uh, sorry, 907 and 913 train from Luton to Bedford have been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Have a nice weekend. That's it. That's your lot. Cast back on Monday. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Justin. And yeah, if you go to the Facebook page, you'll. Um, uh, I mean, it's, I, uh, I'm not going to watch it. It looks disgusting. Justin Dealey and a burper. I mean, oh. Till Monday at six from us. Ta ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you think plus-size models are a force for good? An expert in multi-skeletal imaging of the bones and joints has defended singer Jamelia, who this week called obesity an unhealthy lifestyle choice. Writing in The Telegraph, Dr Sarah Burnett, speaks of her horror at programmes like Plus Size Wars, which allow women to flaunt their excess weight. Dr Burnett argues that the obesity epidemic is putting huge strain on the NHS and we should be ashamed, not proud, that 60% of teenage girls in this country are now overweight. With figures from The Lancet showing Britain now has the fattest women in Europe, I want to hear your thoughts on this this morning. Do you think plus size models are a force for good? Get your call in now on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC news. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, births suspended at Watford's private maternity unit, political row over migrant crisis, and police say online trail will help track down stalkers. BBC Three Counties Radio. Health bosses in Hertfordshire have suspended births at Watford Hospital's private maternity ward after an inspection by the health watchdog raised concerns 
concerns about midwife staffing levels. Pregnant women say they've been left in limbo after the decision by West Hart's NHS Trust, which admits it has a 25% shortage of midwives. Anthony West from the Trust says the Care Quality Commission did not recommend closing the private unit. The decision uh, was made by our clinicians, so it's important that this isn't a decision made by me or by managers, but actually by the doctors and nurses. Our priority has to be, um, and I'm sure you know the public would expect that, our NHS patients. Um, that's what we're here for, an NHS organisation. We're established to service NHS patients, um, and that's what we're doing. Ed Miliband will use a speech on foreign policy this morning to suggest the migrant crisis in the Mediterranean is in part a direct result of